You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Bounces to Donovan. Catch and shoot three. Pow! Utah. Go Bears to the rim. He catches in reverse jam. Jazz. Kicks to Ingles, right corner three. That's Happy Valley. Basketball. Go Bears and power turns and packs it. This is Utah Jazz basketball. Are you kidding me, Donovan Mitchell? Are you kidding me? On the Jazz Radio Network. Pick and roll. Conley lobs it high. Go Bears. Slam dunk. Cross court. Conley. Open three. Good. Utah Jazz basketball is brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller Lexus in Murray. And Lexus of Linden by Zions Bank. For a noteworthy approach to banking, Zions Bank is for you. And by your Utah Toyota dealers. Class, three ball, Donovan Mitchell. Now, live from Vivint Smart Home Arena in downtown Salt Lake City, Utah, here's the voice of the Utah Jazz, David Locke, with the legend Ron Boone on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Hello. How are you? Welcome to Vivint Smart Home Arena as the Utah Jazz are in Orlando to get ready for a battle with the Dallas Mavericks. The other night was a star-driven, or the other afternoon was a star-driven, beautiful, incredible, remarkable evening, afternoon of basketball brilliance. Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, all making incredible plays. Mike Conley and the Jazz, though, fell to the Denver Nuggets. Today's going to be a little different because the headline coming in is who's not going. From the De Jazz standpoint, no Donovan Mitchell today. And from the Mavericks standpoint, no Luka Doncic and no Kristaps Porzingis. From a Jazz standpoint, we sit here for seeding game number seven. And you have to back up a little bit and say, well, what was the purpose of getting to Orlando? The purpose is being ready for the playoffs. We went to Orlando knowing we were going to be a playoff team, but with a different roster and a different team because Boyan Bogdanovich, our second leading scorer at 20.2 points a game, was going to miss the entire run. So the Jazz had to kind of redefine who they were. The team, that, when, the, when it all started, had the most significant injury to deal with of anyone in the NBA. Now, since then, unfortunately, we've had the Jonathan Isaac and the Ben Simmons and injuries and we've had some t people go down and so therefore there's other teams that are now dealing with the same thing that you get during the course of a season but the Jazz were the team that was confronted with this first and tried to rebuild themselves and the first thing we noticed as we went to the bubble was that the bench just was not good again like just that lack of 31 minutes of Boyan Bogdanovich really became an issue well the Jazz were watching them begin with Mia One and maybe a little Jarrell Brantley and and other pieces, and, and Jordan Clarkson getting more comfortable. We're watching players kind of step into that George Niang finding his stroke, and that's getting better. We also saw in the first half the other night against Denver the style they want to play. More up-tempo, pushing it ahead, getting those open threes. The Jazz had a remarkable amount of catch-and-shoot threes in that game, even though they were not able to knock down the off-the-bounce threes. They hit the others, and so we're seeing the steps that take place for the Jazz. Now, the last step of this is 
just getting your playoff positioning and everything set up the way you want to. It's not entirely clear what happens. If the Jazz win or the Mavericks lose, which are connected today, then the Jazz are guaranteed to not go to seven. If the Jazz can win one more game, they don't go to seven. But who that plays is not clear. If Denver wins out the rest of the way, they're the two seed. And the Clippers slide to three. And frankly, if Denver loses two games and Houston wins out, Denver goes to the fourth seed and Houston goes to the third. So there's no clarity of what you're necessarily getting on top as you choose the position. So what it's really about is finding the pieces to your puzzle. And the Jazz are beginning to do that, and it should be more fun to watch it today as they will have to do it without their leading scorer, Donovan Mitchell. Jazz and the Mavericks coming up. We'll get the coaches show. That's what's on tap. Brought to you by Miller. Grab the original light beer. We invented light beer. Miller, Jazz, and the Mavericks. Quinn Snyder Coaches Show is next on the Jazz Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go downstairs and inside the coach's office. You know, my mind is on our team. Right before tip-off, here's David Locke with head coach Quinn Snyder. It's the Quinn Snyder Coaches Show. Time for the Quinn Snyder Coaches Show as the Jazz get ready for the Dallas Mavericks. And coach, I want to go back to that Denver game, incredible game. What were your major takeaways from that effort from your guys? Well, there were so many situations that we found ourselves in, uh, which I think was really important because anytime you know you haven't played in a long period of time, some of your execution, um, you know, your awareness, and uh, kind of identifying certain critical decisions in a game, for myself included, um, that that game gave us a you know a multitude of those things, and I, I think to have a stretch where we really, I think, touched a level that um, that we think we want to play on and can play on. We, we discovered that we can do that. And then also to go through, you know, a rougher patch um, and to be able to respond even though we weren't making shots. The first half, you know, we looked as good as we have in a long time and particularly with a new group. Um, and then the second half, Denver turned it up. And I think what we also found is we're going to have to, we're going to have the defensive rebound down the stretch that's going to be a key to winning the game and we knew that going into the game um you know their offensive rebounding percentage uh, as you know is in the fourth quarter is you know astronomical and that's something we talked about in the scouting report it's something we talked about in huddles it's something we talked about at halftime but when you're out there and you actually have to do it and fatigue is set in um there's just another level of resolve and that's what it's going to take in the playoffs no matter who we play in the midst of this tumultuous stretch since with COVID and, and Black Lives Matters and all the things that are going on, coaches have been in the middle of it. And Rick Carlisle is head of the Coaches Association and, and the leader. What has he brought to your group in this period of time and maybe even before that? Yeah, I think, you know, his leadership has been apparent um, over the period of years that, that he's been the president of the association. Um, but like many situations with leadership, you know, when you find yourself um, in critical moments, um, crisis, whatever the case may be, that's when, you know, leadership is even more important um, and more impactful. And that's what he's provided um, for, for our group. And I think, you know, um, that also spills over into the players because we're coaching teams and uh, the league because of his interaction with the league and, David Fogel, um, you know, who's the you know the lawyer behind the scenes um, with that, uh, has also done a terrific job. Him and his staff have 
um, their leadership role has been really crucial as well. To, to, to today's game, you're without Donovan Mitchell. What will be the keys for you offensively without Donovan? Well, I, I think, you know, we want to continue to do what we've been doing, and that means, you know, to run the ball up the court to, for, for us to sprint in transition. And that running is so important because it gives us spacing and it allows us to attack the rim and, and generates catch-and-shoot threes early in the clock, which we want. Um, I'd like to see us take better care of the ball. Um, we've done that in stretches, um, but at various times we've gotten loose with the ball, and that's hurt us. Coach, best of luck today. Thanks for your time. Thanks. That is head coach Quinn Snyder. The Quinn Snyder Coaches Show is the Utah Jazz. Get ready for the Dallas Mavericks for authentic Utah Jazz player gear, including jerseys, shorts, warm-ups, and more. Visit fanaticsauthentic.com slash utahjazzgu. That's fanaticsauthentic.com slash utahjazzgu. We'll give you the starting lineups and the key numbers coming up on the Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz and the Dallas Mavericks coming up. Time for a Zions Bank starting lineup. Zions Bank for Nur- where the approach to banking. Zions Bank is for you. Jazz are without Donovan Mitchell today, so what do we have? And now, the Zions Bank starting lineup for your Utah Jazz at point guard. I'm Mike Conley, number 10 of the Utah Jazz from the Ohio State University. At shooting guard. Clarkson, right corner three on a catch and shoot hits. At small forward. Joe Ingles, seven foot four from Australia. At power forward. Royce O'Neal, Buckets O'Neal. Follow me on Twitter. And at center. Rudy Gobert, number 27 from France. Zions Bank. Rudy Gobert in two games against the Dallas Mavericks this year is 15 for 15 shooting. 39 points and 32 rebounds in two games so far against the Mavericks. The Mavericks are a different crew today. Let's get their starters. The Dallas Mavericks. Hardaway for three. Hit it with a foul on Shamit and a chance for four for Tim Hardaway. Curry shot fake, put it on the floor, fakes the pass. Oki doped into the rim and lays it in. Kleba, three. Good! Maxi knocks it down. Trey Burke to the top of the arc, pulling up for three. Hits! Trey Burke is flammable. And that may be understating it right now. Seven of seven, 25 points. Yes, that is the same Trey Burke Chuck Cooperstein is talking about. He is now on the Dallas Mavericks. He's likely to be coming off the bench. As they, uh, early word is that they're going to start J.J. Barea, the jazz killer. J.J. Barea with Steph Curry, no, or Seth Curry, excuse me. No, Dirk Nowitzki will not be setting picks today. They'll start Justin Jackson with Tim Hardaway Jr. And Boban will be their center as they are shorthanded without Luka Doncic and without Kristaps Porzingis as well as without... Uh, uh, Finney Smith, so they are short a little bit. That is your starting lineups. Jazz and the Mavericks. Jazz have won 11 of the last 13 against Dallas. We'll see if they can get this one tonight. We'll give the shoot-around report with Ron Boone next on the Jazz Radio Network. For 50 years, he's been in the game. With that knowledge and expertise, he gives you the inside story with your exclusive shoot-around report. It's Ron Boone. Shooter on board with Ron Boone is the Utah Jazz at 43 and 27. Get ready for the Dallas Mavericks at 42 and 30 in this weird NBA season where nobody will play the same amount of games and it's not all 
the same way. And in a weird season, DeAndre Ayton is not playing right now for the Phoenix Suns because he missed his coronavirus test today. And so he had to wait until he got his test to be able to come and play and has not made it to the arena yet. So we now have a player for the first time. Kristaps Przingis earlier in the scrimmages had that happen. We now have a player in a game that counts for a team that's trying to make the playoffs who missed his coronavirus test and is not playing. Well, we hope he just missed it and he wasn't afraid to take it. Well, he's taken like 16 of them by now, so yeah. maybe the nostril is sore. Yeah. All right, Ron Boone, what do we got for the shoot-around report well, today? Not, not much. The fact that their star players are not playing tonight, that means Przingis and Doncic and, and Smith and you guys that do a lot of their scoring, but Hardaway's still on the floor. And he's probably their biggest concern, and, and obviously you want to contain him. You don't want to foul him. And I found something interesting that about him is that he's in the middle of the floor. They want to keep him out of the middle of the floor, maybe keep him out on the wings. He's a very good three-point shooter at 40%, so he's their biggest concern here today. Well, we're going to see three balls fly when these two teams get together. The first time they matched up against each other this year, there were 84 three-pointers taken, and in last game there were 78 three-pointers taken between the two teams combined. So you can expect to see that. Dallas won't have Luka because uh, they're basically giving him a, a rest. They are the number one offense of all time. Ron, we will not see Luka, but it would be a disservice if we didn't take a moment to talk about him. If nothing else, because of that pass the other day that I tweeted you about 73 different versions of. What have you, what, we all talk about the next generation of players. I mean, here's this kind of 6'9", Magic Johnson-esque, but with a step back and big. Like, what do you see in Luka, who's in his second year and just really blowing up the game in the bubble? He's averaging 33 points, 12 rebounds, and 12 assists a game. David, those players don't, they come around every now and then. I mean, and when they come around, they are stars. LeBron James. You just use them as an example for some of our viewers who, uh, listeners anyway, that are very much aware of what he's done at, at such a young age and up until now, what, 35, 36 years old. But those kind of players come around every now and then, and they are special. I mean, it's like early in their career, the game slows down to them enough that they're confident enough and they have the skill level to not only to do what they do as far as on the floor, but make their teammates better. I mean, and that coaches, boy, you just don't let go of players like that. You can just see how special he is. You know, it was a great debate. I was listening to Locked On Mavericks last night, and they were having a debate that he is the unquestionably the most improved player in the league. They cannot figure out why there's even a discussion about that he's not the most improved player in the league. I think it's a pretty legitimate take on their part. I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, if you're going to, you know, you can probably pick out one or two other guys or things like that, but when, if you're going to look at what he's done and what he's doing for the, for his basketball team, I mean, that pass, I mean, that, that we were talking about the other day between his legs that you tweeted to me was it yesterday, you know, the, you know, that was just, I mean, you don't see things like that right away, David. I mean, it, it, it's... The only way that pass could have gotten to him was to go between his legs. And, and boom, smart enough to get him. Incredible there. stuff. We won't yeah. get to see it tonight. Yeah. Jazz and the Mavericks coming up on the Jazz Radio Network. Saturday afternoon pitted the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets in a Northwest Division battle. And the Stars came to play. Donovan can't get to it. Now he pops out. Catch and shoot three. Good. 104-103. And the Jazz are guaranteed to have a chance to tie or win. 
Borisov out to Jokic's left side. Swings through on the O'Neal, beats him to the basket, lays it up and in. 119-119 now. The Jazz left this tremendous game with a loss, but they found the style of game they want to play. Clarkson, right corner three on a catch and shoot hits. The Jazz have 16 threes tonight. All of them are catch and shoot threes. Today, they face the Dallas Mavericks in seeding game number seven. But the stars will be watching, giving someone else the time to shine. He'll find O'Neal on the right. One dribble, settles himself. Corner three, pow! From Orlando, it's the Jazz and the Mavericks. Tip-off is now. Ron Boone, what are we looking for here in the early going? Well, I'm looking for what the Jazz need to do or what I think Quinn is, is very concerned with them not losing, just not losing focus on what they need to do out there to win this basketball game. Uh, sticking to the game plan uh, and just making things happen. Uh, and, you know, don't do anything crazy where you get hurt. Jazz are the home team today. Home teams have been winning at a very high rate. In fact, home teams over the last three days are 13-7 and seven in the bubble. Two on that. Here's Gobert, first play, working on Boban. Boban, seven foot three, long, not particularly mobile. Gobert works it, hands it off to Clarkson, right side. Jordan, coming as a starter, will fire like he does off the bench and hit a off the bounce th three. They're gonna call it a two, he had a foot on the line. Right side, Curry, who's a great shooter. Top to Berea, the Puerto Rican who's been around for years inside to Boban. He's purely a post player, but he's big and he's long and he turns with a hook shot to the middle, he misses. Rebound Ingles. Jazz leading assist guy on the season. Joe Ingles at 5.2. Brings to the front court. He and Gobert's pick and roll torched the Mavericks in a game earlier this year. Lob inside to Rudy. Guarded by Boban. Shimmies with the shoulders. Powers it up and misses. Berea on the run the other way for the Mavericks. The six-foot point guard. Swings left side. It's Hardaway. He is their leading scorer available, and he slides to the basket and scores too. Now Rudy job today this afternoon is to keep Boban from backing him down to the front of the rim and just shooting right over the top of it. Clarkson off a of pick and roll fires another three no good rebound Boban and, and who does that to him more so than Jokic well but Jokic the other day didn't want to play straight up on Rudy at all did he no bumped him back the whole way here's Hardaway little floater in the lane scores it Tim Hardaway Jr. the son of the great former Golden State Warrior story Hardaway has, come, has curled around the screens. Ingles, underhand scoop at the rim and an offensive foul on Joe. Offensive foul on Utah, number two, Joe Ingles, his first. 4-2 Dallas. Don't get off to such a slow start where this team has so much confidence that they can beat you. Interesting situation. If the Jazz win or Dallas loses, which are connected for this game, then you end up with a, as Boban rolls to the rim for a dunk and it's six to two. The Jazz win today, they're guaranteed to not be in seventh. I don't know what that does for you though, because it's not clear who's gonna be at two or three anymore. Denver wins out, they are the two seed. Ingles, left-hand drive, rotates to Clarkson, catch and shoot three on the right side is good. The Jazz catch and shoot game against the Denver Nuggets was amazing. Unfortunately, their off-the-bounce game was equally as amazing, just the wrong way. Berea driving, fakes, misses the shot. Rebound tapped out. Ingles has it. Tied at six. Joe to the front court wearing number two. He'll rise and fire. Transition three and rip the cords. 9-6. Jazz Royce crowd into it already. Royce O'Neal's had a great bubble rebounding the basketball. Now, this is a ball game 
where I'd like to see him get it in and help Rudy. Barrett creates a little space by bumping his shoulder into Jordan Clarkson, puts up the six-footer and hits it. Ingles playing the point right now. Conley has not touched the ball much at all. And a high pick and roll and a foul called on Jackson. Quinn Snyder frustrated with some words for Rudy Gobert right there. Rick Carlisle coaching the Dallas Mavericks. We talked to Quinn Snyder about his role as the head of the Coaches Association, which has become even more important in helping navigate through all of this situation. Rick and Ingles talking trash to each other, chit-chatting, having some fun, while Ed Malloy, the official talking to, through the glass to the head of the scoreboard and all other things. Players, Not, no, go ahead. Players on teams, and we can get into this a little bit later when, I, when we can talk about it. All right, I'll remember. Yeah. When I say Ron, remember that thing you wanted to talk about? Yeah, well, it's, you just it's, remember. It's more about Rick Carlisle and the Coaches Association. And Joe Ingles tries another off the bounce three, misses. Here comes Hardaway. Hardaway had 33 against the Jazz earlier this year when Luka didn't play. So he is thriving in this opportunity. He was the Knicks' leading scorer a few years ago. Left side to Curry, the best catch and shoot guy in the NBA. Jazz forced him to put it on the deck. He drives in, floats it over Gobert, and scores. It's 10 9 Dallas. Dallas is the number one offensive team in the NBA and the best offensive team in the history of the NBA. High pick and roll for Ingles. Works in the pocket, puts his backside into Curry, bounces it down low to Rudy, goes reverse side around Boban and scores it. Rudy looks like he missed a little sunscreen on the back of his shoulders at the pool in the last day or two. Rudy can't shoot over the top of Boban, so he's trying to shoot around him. Maverick guards who are not particularly athletic are doing some interesting things. They're coming out the pick here. Curry comes over. And then just as Clarkson comes back to him, he dives back with his left shoulder into Clarkson and draws the foul. It's the same way that J.J. Perea got the shot off Clarkson. They're clearly taught to do this on the trailing player behind them. And, and this is what the Jazz do. The Jazz very seldom are they switching one through three or one through four. I mean, throughout this bubble, they've been just chasing over the top of screens. And, you know, these two guards, I'm talking about Berea, they, he loves the he loves that because he's so quick and he can get into the paint. Update for you between Oklahoma City and Phoenix, DeAndre Ayton has checked into the game. He missed his coronavirus test earlier today, wasn't available to start. He has now checked into their game. That game has playoff implications. We'll try to explain them to you, but there's so many different variations. Conley into the paint, flares it out to Ingles, retreats back, now gets a pick from Gobert, hesitates in the lane, over to O'Neal. Right corner three for Royce, no good. Gobert taps the rebound out of bounds. Dallas ball with Dallas leading 12-11 and 7.48 left here in the quarter. See how basic the, the Mavericks are playing right now, but they're, they're, they're sharing the basketball, running about the same play, getting into the paint, and, and just have to make the Jazz change their defense a little bit, maybe. Brett waits for the pick, comes off the pick. Rise finds Boban on the roll and a big dunk. Rudy stepped out on the shooter. And Boban was free to roll to the basket. Utah Jazz play-by-play. Cal Proudly presented by Golden West Credit Union. Right now, Golden West Credit Union get a home equity line of credit for .99 APR fixed. Jazz try to answer the other way. Ingles finds Gobert, gets it knocked away. Here comes Brea on the run. Stolen by O'Neal on the pass. 14-11. Ingles, three to tie in transition. No good. Rebound battle, Boban and Gobert. 
and Rudy's getting a little frustrated, and Boban brings it out. Here's Jackson driving by Ingles. Joe reaches in, taps it. Jackson lets it go out of bounds. Justin Jackson played at North Carolina, started his time in Sacramento, got traded to Dallas. Utah. And a back cut off the inbound. Ingles gets caught behind the defense, the offensive player, so he has to grab Hardaway. 14-11, Mavericks have hit six of their first nine. Jazz have hit four of their first ten. Reviewing possible away from the play foul. So Ed Malloy will make that review that you just heard. That review is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Ron Boone. Remember that thing you were going to mention? We won't do it right now because we're going to go to timeout. Sorry, I thought we were going to do it right now. I just kind of deked you. Uh, Siegfried and Jensen reviewing injury cases, helping people in Utah for over 30 years. Jazz trail at 14-11. Actually, we will find it now. They did not go. It's the official review, not a coach's challenge, so they did not go to break. So, Ron Boone, what were you going to say about the coaches? I was just wondering, David, maybe you can help me out here because Rick Carlisle, an ex-player, and, uh, and, and a very good head coach being the head of the Coaches Association. Now, when I played, they always wanted the star player to be uh, your player After representative. Review, so having someone like Rick Carlisle. So Joe Ingles committed the foul before the ball was inbound. So therefore, they'll get a free throw and the inbound. Go ahead, Ron. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking here, and, and I know how smart Quinn is and how um, he's so much abreast of what's going on in the league and, 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 the, and the surroundings. You know, why would Rick Carlisle be the president of their coaching well, I think he's the longest standing coach other than Pop, and Pop probably doesn't want to do it. Well, good point. That's a good point. Free throw by Hardaway is good. It's now 15-11, Mavericks. So Joe Ingles has two fouls. And that brings still. in George Niang. Oh, he's and still. Royce O'Neal sits down. Joe stays in the game. Inbounds quick to Justin Jackson. Tight curl to score. And the Jazz defense is having absolutely no impact on this game right now. And they're, just, they're running curls. Pick and roll or a curl. The Jazz are notoriously poor against handoffs, Ron. Is that the same thing here? As Conley fires a three and hits. For the most part, yes. Uh, Either with or without the basketball. So you're absolutely right. Jazz do not rank well in every defense category but handoffs. Here comes Perea. Pick and roll. Mid-range jumper. No good. Gobert snares his first rebound of the night. Outlets to Ingles. Joe's got three points, two rebounds, three assists, and two fouls. He works off a left-hand dribble. Underhand scoop to Gobert. Attacking Boban with a high right hand to the basket. He scored it. It's the first time he really elevated and got off the floor to score. The other twice, two times around the basket, he's reaching. Barrett lobs it down low to Boban. He's got Niang on him at the rim, and Boban scores it. Boban has actually had a very productive career, particularly with offensive efficiency, because he's just so big and so tall, and he gets above the rim, he just catches and lays it up and in. As you can, he's, he's almost what he is is that seven three four guy. You've always said like, well, why doesn't every seven three four guy do this? Well, that's actually what Boban does, and it works. Timeout on the floor. Dallas nineteen, Jazz sixteen on the Jazz Radio Network. 
Utah Jazz Sound Flash. The other thing we've really been looking to do is just to evaluate some of our younger players in order to develop a bench and what is a shortened period of time. You know, a lot of times you're able to develop a bench over the course of a season, which, you know, did happen for us. And now when you move Boyan from that, so developing a bench, making sure we're healthy and developing a, you know, a deeper roster of guys that, you know, we have confidence in as coaches, their teammates. Those are really the most important thing. Quinn Snyder on your New Skin Jazz Sound Flash. New Skin, proud sponsor of the Utah Jazz. New Skin, discover the best you. Jazz trail at 19-16. Jazz are, after setting a franchise record, most three attempts are not kidding around. They've taken eight of their 12 shots as threes again tonight and are four of eight. Here's Conley, flares it outside Ingles. Wide open three, and he missed it. Offensive rebound, Rudy, back out to Niang. Less open three, and he hit it. Just to defy logic, and the Jazz put it to within, tied it up at 19. Jazz have taken 10 of their opening 14 shots as threes. You know, that play out of the timeout was just superb. With Joe Ingles having an uncontested shot. Jackson driving, floats it up, no good. Boban tips it up and in, and Boban having an impact early. Eight points, three rebounds, two assists, four of five shooting. Well, he just runs to the front of the rim, and, and he's tall enough to the point where the ball's even close to him. Well, the reason the Jazz are getting so many threes, though, is also Boban. As Conley comes around a double stagger, they all go under. Right. Boban fire, or Conley fires three. Boban is a good matchup in this game because Rudy doesn't make him play outside, but he can't move laterally. So he's just staying in the paint, leaving everyone open. Inside, Boban. Trey Burke in the ballgame for the first time. He's been very good. And Boban's turnaround jumpers and air ball. Here comes Ingles on the run. Cross-court pass, Conley, catch and shoot, transition three, no good. Rebound to Boban, and here comes the University of Michigan Wolverine, Trey Burke, former first-round pick of the Jazz, spent time in the G League with New York. Head fake, Bob blows by Rudy, missed the layup, rebound. Gobert, nice screen out by Ingles of Boban. Jazz up 22-21, Conley on the push, low dribble, recollects, flares it back out to Ingles. Joe's got three points, three rebounds, four assists here in the early going. 421 left in the first. He's working on Trey Burke. Drives, Boban gets in his way. Berea blasts Rudy Gobert as he tries to get through the lane and gets called for a foul. Yeah, what he does, he, he comes over and steps in front of Rudy so Joe Ingles can't catch him with, with the roll. Berea's a smart player and, and tough. They're going under most of the picks. Boban checks out. Maxi Kleber comes in. Kleber will... Be a outside shooting center, so he's not really a center. He's about 6'8", German, and he can shoot it. DeLon Wright, the former Ute, checks in as well. Cleaver, same hometown as Dirk. Manuel Moutier makes his first appearance. Niang into the lane, throws it over to Clarkson right side, fires the three hits. Oh, Utah has hit eight threes in the first quarter, excuse me, seven threes in the first quarter already. Getting close to a franchise record for threes in the quarter. Curry, right side to Jackson. Handoff from Kleber as they work the Jazz in the handoff game. Kleber is going to be matched up on Rudy, pulling him out on the floor, and they pick and pop with Kleber. Nice help defense from Jordan Clarkson. He drives and floats it up and in. A lot of mid-range shots here early for the Dallas Mavericks, but they're all going in. The Mavericks, who are 13th in the league in three attempts, have not taken one yet. Moutier inside, left block, kick out to... Me yeah. One in the game for the first time. 
Bumping, backing is Moutier. Reach in, turnover, and a foul. Who's it on, though, first? Is the foul on? He did not turn it over. There was a foul called before he turned it over. Yeah, I think that was on Curry, sticking his hand in there, trying to keep Moutier from splitting the two. Moutier wanted to come back to the middle of the floor with that little mid-range jump shot that he likes to shoot. So Mia Oni getting time again as he has really worked his self into the rotation. The coaches were ecstatic with the way he played the other night. Not the game against San Antonio, but the game against Denver. George Niang, ball fakes a three, takes one dribble to his left and rips the cords. And the Jazz have eight threes in the quarter. Holy smokes. The Jazz have taken 14 of their 18 shots as threes. They have eight threes. Dallas has not taken one. And the Utah Jazz lead at 28 to 23 with 3.05 left. Rick Carlisle is going to take a timeout on the Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz on a three-point shooting barrage lead at 28-23. Eight threes already in the quarter. Now, we had 141 days between games in this wacky season. And, Ron, I, I don't know about you, but there's a bunch of things that happened that maybe people don't remember. So, in case you forgot. Here comes Donovan. He's been brilliant in the clutch. Comes off of Bogdanovich pick, splits it, attacks, kicks to the corner. O'Neal for three. Rolls Royce. 109, 107, 38 seconds left. Doncic to the front court. Jazz by two. Picked up by O'Neal. Takes a right hand dribble to the sideline. Chest it to the top. Driving to the basket to right. Blocked by Gobert. Rudy Gobert with an unbelievable block at the rim. And they foul Donovan. Fun to hear the crowd behind you. We miss you, all of you, but those are some fun times from earlier this season. Let's not forget about those. Jazz and the Mavericks here driving to the basket for the Mavericks is Cleveland. He gets the shot blocked by Gobert, and the Jazz come back the other way, 28-23. Moutier working the baseline. Tries to come out of traffic. Underhand scoop to Niang. Goes up, puts it up. He's fouled. That was just the fourth two-point shot attempt by the Jazz in the game, and because he was fouled, it will not count as one. DeLon Wright is on the floor, the former Ute. The Mavericks are playing without their Kristaps Porzingis and without Luka Doncic. If the Jazz win tonight or today, Dallas will be the seventh seed. Virtual crowd includes Kristen Kenny, Alema Harrington, Witt from our security staff, and big Jazz fan Sam Sackett in there as well. Niang at the free throw line. Goes one of two and the Jazz lead at 29-23. Jazz home game. Here's Trey Burke driving on Tony Bradley. Brings him back out with him. Waves out the defense. Says, I want him one-on-one. -on -one. He goes between the legs. He head fakes. He drives. He goes. He steps back. Trey Burke. Oh, my. He made it. Just having fun. This game has changed, hasn't it? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's getting better. He's working. Give him credit. He came in with high hopes and a lot of distractions around him and He's now had to go through the hard road. He's gone, you know, been played for the Westminster Knicks. Rajon Tucker driving, going to the basket and foul. 
Antonius Cleveland with the foul. Cleveland might not be a familiar name to you. He's 26 years old. He's in his first season. He's six foot, 595 pounds out of southeastern Missouri State. He's played a grand total of nine games this year. So he has uh, bounced around. The Bulls picked him up. He was in Atlanta for a while. He's kind of, there's 240 NBA players, right? Isn't that, or 450 NBA players. Isn't that the math? Like 15 times 30? Yeah. Antonius Cleveland is one of those guys that bounces in and out of the 450. Pretty good spot to be. What are you looking at me funny for, Ron? <laughs> the things you know about. <laughs> well, it's my job. Rayshon Tucker makes the free throws. 31-25, Utah. Hardaway Jr., their leading scorer available tonight. Gets into the pocket, puts up a shot, fouled from behind by Oni, and it's good, and Hardaway Jr. will go to the line. Jazz, despite making eight of 14 three-point shots, despite not allowing the Dallas Mavericks to take a three-point shot, are only up by four. I'm begin like Rick Carlisle is such a mad scientist, I'm beginning to think that the not having taken a three-point shot is not an accident. Like, I actually think he might have told his team to not take a three. You never know with Carlisle. Boy, I wouldn't. This is the guy I who takes timeouts. I have a for, doubt and, and probably argue that point. I wonder when the last time a team hasn't taken a three and a quarter. Moutier driving, blows by Kleba and lays it up and in. Seriously, when do you think the last time an NBA team didn't take a three and a quarter? Uh... Right, working inside. I'm guessing you know this. I don't. I have no idea. Oh, a three ball from Hardaway is no good. Long rebound comes back out to Cleveland of the Mavericks. Trey Burke, crossover dribble into Rajon Tucker. Tucker goes down. That's an offensive foul on Trey Burke. Offensive foul on the Mavericks, number 32, Trey Burke. First. Trey wears 32 for Dallas. Nice position defense there by Tucker. He got some justice on that call. Yeah. That's his jersey on the back. 33-28, Jazz by five with a minute to play here in the first. Jazz, Manuel Moutier driving, hanging in the air, short with a shot, loose ball rebound, Tony Bradley. Kick out to Niang, three ball, good. Another assist for the Jazz. Every time the Jazz have an assist, Larry H. Miller dealerships donate $50 to each Assist to LHM Charities. We are driven by you. That is the Jazz ninth assist of the quarter and their ninth three. High, hard drive to the basket by Cleveland. Hangs in the air. Double clutches. Misses the shot. Rebound goes out of bounds off the Jazz. 39.4 seconds left. Jazz lead it 36-28. Jazz could still get to the fifth seed if they were to win out in Oklahoma City were to lose twice. Hardaway, pull-up jumper in the mid-range is good. Just a simple curl out from the out-of-bounds. They're getting the mid-range shots. Moutier goes all the way to the basket, coast-to-coast. Coast. Nobody stopped him, and he lays it up and in. Nice play by Emmanuel Moutier. George Niang leads all scorers for the Jazz with 10. Tim Hardaway Jr. has 10 for the Mavericks. 38-30, 20 seconds left. Shot clock is about six seconds ahead of the game clock. Right side right, goes at Bradley, stops, reverse pivot, and travels, I think. 
Don't know, but I'm pretty certain. All right, final possession. Jazz have a chance to put 40 on the board in the first quarter. Moutier comes to the front court calmly. Crosses the half line with four. Now works with three. Drives on Trey Burke. Takes the mid-range jumper. No good. And not enough time for the offensive rebound by Rajon Tucker. So the Jazz put 38 points on the board with nine three-pointers. 31 threes for the Jazz since last game. Wow. Timeout on the floor. It's the end of one on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz 38, Mavericks 30. Jazz hit nine threes in the first quarter. That Each of those is a $50 donation to the Huntsman Cancer Research Foundation, courtesy of macu.com. They then donate 100 on the 10th. Ron, do you think they thought they would be doing that in the second quarter of games? No, absolutely not. Kidding. The Mavericks, on the other hand, did not have a three in the quarter. I am wondering not only when the last time that happened, but when the last time someone didn't take me or take any. Anyway, Mike Wells joins us now for a little analysis, the Jazz assistant coach. Coach Wells, first and foremost, how was the dentist? <laughs> uh, normal. It was a normal experience. Okay. We like anything that feels semi-normal in this world right yeah. now. Because worse, because yes. I don't know if you know this, but we're sitting in an empty arena calling a game off a big screen, and it doesn't feel very normal. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing normal about that. <laughs> no. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Jazz first quarter where they lead at 38-30? Well, I mean, it just looks like we're finding, you know, we're seeing more and more stretches where we have an offensive flow. Um, you know, we look a little bit more uh, in sync. Uh, that ball's being moved around, and, you know, our shooters have really got their legs under them. It looks like they're getting a little bit more of their game legs, and uh, we're making shots. Franchise record, most threes in a quarter by the Jazz and Trey Burke answers with a three of his own for the Mavericks. Moutier, Oni, Tucker, Niang, and Bradley on the floor for the Jazz. Emmanuel gets into the paint, stops on that left foot, fades back for the eight-footer and hits. Emmanuel Moutier. Mavericks without Chris Dapsperzingis, without Luka. We'll give it over to Kleba for a three. No good. That's their second attempt of the game. Did they not look for threes, or did the Jazz do a good job denying threes in the first quarter, Mike? Yeah, I thought we did a good job of pressuring them. Uh, you know, we didn't have much, they didn't have much rhythm because we made so many shots, right? This is, goes right into Boone's theory. But, you know, offensively, they had to, uh, they had to take the ball out of the net uh, and then come up against our set defense the majority of the quarter. Manuel Moutier, spin move to the basket, scores it. Here come the Mavericks the other way. We got a foul called on the rebound. I think it's going to be on Joe Ingles. Nope, check it. It's on Mia. That's his second. Terrell Brantley will check in. Was well, in some ways, Coach Wells, was Mia's performance against Denver kind of in the regular rotation, I don't want to say, you know, more, I guess more impressive than what he did against the Spurs and, and gained even more confidence? Uh, I just think it was equally as impressive. I mean, it, you know, you want to see consistency. So, you know, he had a really good run against San Antonio, and he followed it up with another really good run. And 
and Quinn putting him in some situations and a regular rotation to see how he responds. So I would say both of them, um, but it's equally as impressive just to see the follow-up. Out to O'Neal for three. No good. Rebound comes down to the Mavericks, 42-35. On the run, right to the basket. Slides by Brantley, who just checked in and lays it in. DeLon Wright. Mavericks sitting in seven. Jazz sitting in six. Jazz win today. Mavericks are set at seven. Brantley's pass to the wing, stolen by Wright. Right to the front court. Jazz win. They're guaranteed to be six, five, or six. It'd be hard for us to get to four. Right driving. Kicks up top. Kleba for three. No good. Rebound O'Neal. Royce is rebounding. Been mentioned earlier by Ron today. That's his first today, but he's been great in the bubble. Moutier, right side to Brantley. Brantley, whose instinct is to pass as much as it is to score, puts it on the deck here, gets it knocked away. Second turnover on Brantley. Hardaway, hard drive to the rack, finger roll, scoop and a score. And it's now a three-point game as the Jazz unit of Emmanuel Moutier, Royce O'Neal, Oni, Brantley, and Bradley having a little bit of a tough time. Now they get it swinging around the outside. Moutier in a tight roll, gives it off to... Tony Bradley who dunks it home. Nice job, Tony. It's amazing. Even if they run the offense correctly, it gets some looks, Mike. Yeah, it's kind of uh, kind of weird, right? <laughs> you know, our spacing's been pretty good in here. We've just have been a little bit careless with the ball. Uh, this group probably hasn't played a lot of minutes together. Um, but uh, when you get to that single side pick and roll um, with the big man, Dallas, sort of in between two. He's got to make a choice whether to stay back with the big roll into the room or come up to the ball. So uh, we've hit on that a few times. We talked about that against Denver, that, that and then it kind of went away as the night went on. Was there an adjustment Denver made that took it away? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Denver's a really good team, and, of course, when you hit on something early in the game like that, they're going to talk about it at halftime, look at it, make a little adjustment. Uh, we stayed away from it a little bit in the third and came back to it in the fourth, and you saw Jokic kind of jump switch out um, the few times we went to it. Um, and we uh, got a deflection out of one of them, missed a shot out of one of them. So they're going to make an adjustment, and we have to make the adjustment. And that's what you're going to get as you get closer to the playoffs, right? You're going to play good teams, good defensive teams, and you've got to be ready to counter what they do. Darrell Brandley gets a corner three as the Jazz run off a stop. Brantley sets up the corner. O'Neal unselfishly gives it to him, and Jarrell knocks it down. The Jazz go back up 8, 47-39. Coach Wells, thanks so much for the time. We'll talk to you in the fourth quarter. Okay, guys. That's Coach Mike Wells. We'll do an NBA runaround next on the Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz lead at 47-39. Time for us to go bounce around the bubble with the NBA Runaround brought to you by America First Credit Union. Get the finest in financial services from Utah's number one credit union, America First. Let's start with game time. Lillard brings it up. The Blazers in front by four with 1.38 to play in the fourth quarter. Defended by Richardson. Now Dame attacks, dribbles, drives, goes up, left hand, yes! Tenth career 50-point game for Damian Lillard. Portland... Behind 51 from Dame Lillard, beat the Philadelphia 76ers. Joel Embiid left that game early as the Sixers continue to have a terrible camp. They win at 124-121. Portland's just about assured themselves, almost assured themselves, of a play-in game appearance. 
partially because of what the Spurs did yesterday. Gay angles left around a Eubank screen to the baseline against Hayes. Drives him all the way in. Two-hand slam. Rudy Gay took it right in on Jackson Hayes and slammed it down. And the Spurs now lead 92-81. 17 points for Rudy Gay and a timeout for Alvin Gentry. A do-or-die game for the Pelicans, and they died. They've been eliminated. 122-113. Spurs win that one. Spurs still have a little hope left. In that one, J.J. Redick had 31. It'll be the first time in J.J. Redick's career he does not make the playoffs. 47-39, Jazz by eight. Mike Conley bounces behind O'Neal, back out to Conley. Boban comes out, reaches around him, and knocks it away. Steal by the Mavericks. On the run, Boban lumbering through the lane, and he draws the foul. <laughs> Royce O'Neal, look, I'm not sorry. Conley looks at the official and says, why in the heck didn't you call that? A Boban... Come up with a deflection that low to the floor there with, with, with Conley? I don't think so. By the way, Phoenix now leads Oklahoma City, who's not playing any of their starters other than Chris Paul and Dort, 65-64. Phoenix still has a little bit of life left of the possibilities. The other thing that's relevant there is that Oklahoma City is 42-26. and 26. The Jazz are 43-27. and 27. Oklahoma City has three games left so if Oklahoma City were to lose two of them and the Jazz were to win their final two the Jazz would jump Oklahoma City in the standings so we'll keep an eye on that game Jazz lead it here 47-41 Royce O'Neal comes behind to go bear pick now Boban guarding and Royce just floats it up short gets his own rebound curls back out underhand scoop to Brantley left side Conley Mike goes into the post to Brantley, who's being guarded by J.J. Barea, and J.J. Barea's 15-year veteran career takes hold and jaws the offensive foul on the Brantley, who's much larger and bigger and had him outmatched. Well, you just can't take the bait with him. No, you cannot. Yeah. And a flop. Mavericks have another player on the floor you might not know. His name is Josh Reeves. He's a rookie out of Penn State. He has played one game. Curry, mid-range jumper, up and in on the right elbow. Take it back. Reeves has played two games now. This is his second. He played a minute against Brooklyn the other day. Right side, Conley. Comes off a Gobert sideline pick. Rises and fires and misses. And the rebound comes down to the Dallas Mavericks. Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, the former number two pick of the Charlotte Hornets. Might have been the Bobcats at the time. Curry, pull up three, no good. 47-43. This game has no rhythm at all right now. 6.40 left, none of the stars playing. No Mitchell, no Doncic, no Porzingis. Tucker takes a right-hand drive, hands it back to Gobert. O'Neal comes to get it, can't. So Rudy puts it on the deck, now tries to get to Conley, can't. They're overplaying the handoffs. Conley goes back for a high pick and roll, underhand scoop to Tucker, turns the corner, pulls for a mid-range high arcing jumper and hit it. Rajon Tucker, nice find by Mike Conley. 47-43, Jazz by six. Six minutes to play, second quarter, we're halfway through. Curry working the top, played in Portland, played in Dallas, played in Sacramento. Curry driving, right-hand floater, no good. Brantley rebounds, he's got the ability to go himself, he does. He puts the accelerator down, he works in the front court, left-hand dribble, no look past to O'Neal, right side three, swirls out. That's the uniqueness of Jarrell Brantley right there. He's actually a playmaker before he's a scorer, despite his size. And that's what you get when you push the ball up the floor there as well. Lob down low to Boban, and he lays it up and in. 
Boban's got 12 points, four rebounds, two assists. He's played 10 minutes. 49-45, Jazz timeout from Quinn Snyder. Jazz by four over the Dallas Mavericks in a starless matchup amongst two Western Conference playoff teams on the Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz 49, Dallas Mavericks 45. No Donovan, no Luka, no Chris Dabbs today. As the, a lot of resting beginning to take place as teams get ready for the playoffs or seasons are over and we'll see resting. New Orleans has been eliminated. They're not playing any of their top three guys here coming up tonight in their game. That's going to have a huge impact on all these playoff races as well. NBA players have promised they will keep the movement alive and the quest for social justice alive. Here's what Donovan Mitchell has to say. As African-Americans, we've been kind of crying out for crying for help and crying for someone to listen to us for so long. And I think with what's been going on in the world uh, now, I think this is the, the perfect time to kind of go out there and, and, and continue to have this uncomfortable conversation. Obviously, people have continuously been protesting for, for so long and us being in this bubble has kind of limited us from being on the front lines. But it's been a, it's been a great spot for guys to continue to use their voice, being able to use our platform after these games, during these games, before these games. And like I continue to use that uh, message, I think is something that we have to take pride in for sure. Be interesting to watch Donovan as that role continues. And I think Jalen Jazz use against the zone. They run our favorite play, Ron. Conley gets right through the middle of the lane, missed the floater, rebound tapped around Jazz have it. So Dallas comes out in the zone. The Jazz run a play on a 2-3 zone where they pick the inside of the two on each side and drive the middle. Here's Gobert who lays it up and in. Rudy did miss a shot earlier in this game. First time he's missed a shot all year against the Dallas Mavericks. Three of five for today for Rudy. Came in 17 of 17, I believe. Here's Berea for three. It's good. 51-48. That is the second three of the game for Dallas. Jazz had 10 in the start of the game. Nine of them in the first quarter, franchise record, but have not hit many since. And Dallas is in the zone right now. Gobert will drive down the middle of the zone, hang in the air out to Clarkson for a catch and shoot three. No good. Didn't really take it in rhythm. 51-48. Jazz by three against Dallas. Playoff positioning kind of in line here. Perez, three to tie, no good. Gobert snares his fourth rebound of the game, and Ingles will trot up the left side of the sideline. Come off, fake a pick, now go with the left hand, wrap it around in the yank to the corner to Conley. They close nicely. Conley drives and draws the foul. Foul on Cleveland. No, check it on Kid Gilchrist. Boy, Kid Gilchrist, no offense to him, goes down as one of the worst draft picks of all time. Well, he was a high draft pick with Charlotte, right? Number Four. two. Number two. The zone seems to give the Jazz problems right when it, they start, when they put it on. Then the Jazz work it out. Ball movement, I think, so in, important. And also, David, pushing the ball up the floor to the point where they can't set it up. Out of the zone, now into a man. Niang drives on Berea and a foul on J.J. Berea. Jazz beat up the Mavericks in isolation. Fifty-one forty-eight. 
Jazz by three with 3.55 left. If the Jazz win today, they will be no lower than six in the standings. Dallas will be set at seven. And you can tell the guys have spent a little time at the pool. Yeah, there's some sunscreen needs to be thrown into the bubble. Ingles, ball fakes, drives to the left hand, jump stops in the lane, puts up this six-footer and scores it. So Joe's got five. All Jazz players, starters, Science Bank starters, have scored other than Royce O'Neal. J.J. Barea, reverse side layup up and in. 53-50. Ingles, right wing, O'Neal. Jabs right, goes left. Jazz keeps swinging around the outside. Mavericks are overplaying a lot of things right now. Ingles high pick and roll, ladles it up and in. Joe Ingles back-to-back buckets, 55-50. Funny how they can counter that. I mean, if they overplay the wing, Rudy goes the opposite way and catches Joe Ingles coming with the left hand. Brant, left wing, looks into the post of Boban. Boban comes out to set a pick instead. He snakes underneath it, lobs down low to Boban above Rudy. Boban has it, he's fouled by Rudy. Wow, that was a heck of a pass by J.J. Barea. Ouch, somehow getting over Rudy. You're talking about two guys that are seven foot two and seven foot one. So Boban will go to the line. The Jazz chase over the top of the screens. In order to deny the three and Take drive them the into Rudy. Yes. But they're driving them into Boban. Seven foot four, 290 pounder. Boban has bounced around the league a little bit, but he's been, frankly, pretty productive everywhere. San Antonio, Detroit, Clippers, Philadelphia, and now Dallas. He and Tobias Harris put together some of the funnier Instagram videos. Tobias Harris had a, a tweet out, says you have a new friend now, and I think it's Luca. Luca. Very sad. <laughs> yeah. O'Neal to the corner to Ingles. Drives in the lane, brings it back up top. Clarkson's wide open, straight down the barrel. Three is good. That's the 11th of the game for the Jazz, the second in the quarter. 58-52, Jordan Clarkson starting today, has 12 points to lead the Jazz. Four of six from three. Seems to have found his stroke. Pass deflected by Conley, picked up by Ingles. Jazz on the run. Ingles goes to the left side. Clarkson's wide open, left corner pocket, nailed it. Jordan Clarkson's five of seven from three. The Jazz lead by eight. Rick Carlisle wants a timeout. I believe worth clear on timeouts, is that right? Then let's take a second and look at one other game from our America First runaround yesterday, Boston and Orlando. Tatum spins away from Fultz, elevates tie game. Ooh, that was nicely done. Celtics get their 47th win of the year with two games remaining in this very irregular season. It takes overtime today. Boston is pretty well set as the third seed in the Eastern Conference. Here's how the East looks right now. Milwaukee will be one. Toronto will be two. Boston will be three. Indiana and Miami are dead tied for 4-5, which doesn't really matter because they're just going to play each other. And home court shouldn't matter, though it does seem to be mattering in some weird way. Home teams are winning. Philadelphia is a game back at six. And Philadelphia suddenly without Ben Simmons for the rest of the way doesn't seem like quite the Philadelphia it once was. New Brooklyn is at seven, and Orlando is at eight. So the East is set. Other 
really the East is pretty well set unless Philadelphia jumps up to five somehow in the final days of this. Of this. David, listen to this. Nothing's better than XM NBA Radio with you two on an August day. Keep up the great work. Wow, that's awfully nice. From our favorite person in Golden State. Favorite person in Golden State. Tim Roy? Nope. Oh, I bet Raymond. Oh, good old Raymond Ritter. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Hello, Raymond. 60 to 52. Jazz by eight. Perea. Left side out to Kleba. Driving on Gobert. Rudy stays with him beautifully, forces an air ball. Rudy is the best isolation defender in the NBA. People don't realize this, but that is statistically true. Beautiful pocket pass from Clarkson quickly to Rudy, and he's fouled at the rim, and Rudy will go to the line for two. Jordan Clarkson showing a versatility of his game, and when usually when you're talking about Jordan Clarkson versatility, you're talking about shots at the rim, shots in the mid-range, and shots at three, and that's versatile for Jordan because they're all shooting, but he's actually throwing some passes and doing some other things today. Yeah, role just changed slightly in this ball game, getting into a starting role, uh, but gave the basketball to uh, Rudy at the right time, which is the key for Rudy to catch and find out what he wants to do with the basketball. Free throw by Rudy is good. One of the, when Rudy finally started opening up and talking to the media after all the controversy, one of the more emotional ones, again, was him talking about his mom and how this is the longest he's gone without seeing her. And we know that Rudy and his mom are incredibly close. One of the, uh, the words cute is appropriate, cutest things you see is when Rudy and his mom kind of leave this building or come to the building together. Rudy buys front row seats for the season solely so that when his mom comes to games, she can be there and they're always across from the bench so that Rudy can make eye contact with her when he's not in the games. And this is the longest he's gone in his life without seeing her. Trey Burke, pull up jumper on the mid-range, right side, no good. Left-hand rebound by Ingles. He comes to the front court wearing number two with his low tops and a left-hand dribble. Wraps the pass around to O'Neal. Goes and catches but forgot the catch. Goes back to get it. Flings it to the right wing to Conley. Resets O'Neal. Lobs it inside to Rudy but there's no Rudy. Trey Burke with the steal. Trey to the front court. Trey on the run. Trey lobs it high to Jackson who lays it up and missed the easy bunny. Here come the Jazz the other way with a 10-point lead and a minute to play. Joe Ingles in transition. 4-3, no. Mike Conley tip follow, missed it. Rudy at the rim, high above the crowd. Can't collect himself. When he does bring it down, he gets fouled. Ron, you got to help me out as a player there. He had the ball high. Was he just not on balance? Well, you, you like to see when you catch a high, finish high like that. But it looked like Rudy was, the, for some reason, wanted to take it down so he could finish on the left side of the rim. But, you know, it's... No one out there. Well, Keebler's, what is he, 6'10"? Yeah, you but, just gave an inch or two, but yeah, he'll but, appreciate it. But you finish high, you just you shoot it high. And I think uh, Tony Bradley does it as well as anyone on this team. Free throw. And Boban does it about as well as anyone in the league. Yeah, oh, yeah. Free sure. throw by Rudy is short. For every block shot this year, Cypress Credit Union will donate $50 to the Community Recreation Association, a nonprofit organization that provides funding for youth in our communities to participate in sports and other extracurricular activities. Cypress Credit Union, your favorite, your future is our future. Jazz by 11 as Rudy makes the free throw. We have a minute left in the quarter. Jazz have 11 threes on 22 attempts already today. Trey Burke at the top for Dallas. Works to the right side, hesitation dribble, throws it right to Joe Ingles. They used to be teammates, they're not anymore. Joe on the run, O'Neal through the lane, collects himself, kicks it out, feet set, ball wet, splash for Mike Conley. 
I love it when they push the ball up the floor. 12-3 of the game for the Jazz. They have really instituted it, and it took them a little while to get used to it. Jazz franchise record for threes and a half is 13. Jazz, Ron, the other night we keep this. No, this is maybe the uniqueness to our broadcast that we hope you appreciate. As Trey Burke gets fouled, we'll go to the line. The, the Jazz the other night against the Denver Nuggets on catch-and-shoot threes were 21 of 38 from the field. Tw on catch-and-shoot threes, 21 for 38. Today, today, as Trey Burke is still on the line, the Jazz are 9 of 15. So the Jazz are 30 of their last 53 on catch-and-shoot threes. All has to do with the, with the ball movement. And the, and the style of play that the Jazz use. The Jazz were the number one catch-and-shoot team in the NBA at the suspension and still seem to be. 60-54, to 66-54, Jazz by 12. Clarkson swings it to Conley. Conley puts it on the deck. Back over to Jordan. Jordan penetrates by Trey Burke. Off-balance, right-hand push shot, no good. Gets his own rebound with eight seconds left. Brings it back out top. Jazz re-space. Clarkson attacks Trey with a left-hand step back three. Wanted the foul. Didn't get it. Yes, yes he, he did. did. And he got the bucket. He'll buy it, and he'll get one free. A four-point play opportunity for Jordan Clarkson. The basket count. Following the Mavericks, number 32, Trey Burke. His second. Jordan Clarkson is alive. Shooting one. And Clarkson's got 17 in the first half. Second, first free throw or the three-point play is good. Clarkson had a mammoth game against Dallas already once this year. Dallas's half-court shot does not go, and the Jazz will go to the break up 16 over the Dallas Mavericks. Jordan Clarkson had 25 the last time these two teams met. Jazz winning that one 123-119, and he's got it rolling today with 18. Halftime. Jazz lead it 70 to 54 on the Jazz Radio Network. The Utah Jazz lead the Dallas Mavericks at the half 70 to 54. Ron Boone. The Utah Jazz are shooting it. And I mean shooting it like in the last 14 quarters of basketball, three games plus, the Jazz are 56 of 104 on catch and shoot threes. 56 of 104, over 50%. Jazz with a unique lineup to start here in the second half. They are starting Emmanuel Moutier, Rajon Tucker, Mia Oni, George Niang, and Ed Davis. And One will fire a three-angle left and hit. Great screens. How about that? Set there by Davis. So Ingles, O'Neal, Gobert, Clarkson, and Conley all done for the day. And no Donovan Mitchell. Curry snakes underneath the pick and roll. Ed Davis stays with him. Davis, who hadn't played in an NBA game since February 1st when he appeared the other day. Ed Davis feels like the type you're going to have to like break in case of emergency, gla gla break glass in case of emergency in the middle of a playoff game. 
and he's going to suddenly give you like four minutes of veteran savvy. Yeah, well, 2010, he's been in the league 10 years. Curry makes a bad pass, knocked away, picked up by Oni, going to the basket, slam dunk. Five straight for Mie. And the Jazz are up 19, 75-56. Timeout Rick Carlisle on the Jazz Radio Network. Your game summary. Presented by America First Credit Union. On the Zone Sports Network. George Niang, ball fakes a three, takes one dribble to his left and rips the cords. And the Jazz have eight threes in the quarter. Holy smokes. The Jazz have taken 14 of their 18 shots as threes. They have eight threes. Dallas has not taken one. Clarkson attacks Trey with a left-hand step back three. Wanted the foul, didn't get it. Yes, yes he, he did. did. And he got the bucket. He'll buy it, and he'll get one free. A four-point play opportunity for Jordan Clarkson. It's your America first game summary. Jazz Mia One. Oni has come in and scored five straight. Jazz start the second half with Emmanuel Moutier, Rajon Tucker, Oni, Niang, and Davis. So Gobert, Ingles, Conley, Clark, Con- who else? Well, it's Clarkson, all done for the night. Jazz lead it by 19 behind their red-hot shooting. Mavericks playing no Chris Dapps, Przingis, and playing no... Luka Doncic today. J.J. Bray, a mid-range jumper. Front rim, no good. Oni grabs the rebound, accelerates to the front court. Grew up in Southern California. Went to Yale. Right side, Tucker. Tucker isolated, but chested up top to Niang instead. They'll run through the outside of the offense. High pick for off Ed Davis. Oni, beautiful pass to the corner to Tucker. Ball fakes, penetrates, sees Boban. Finds Moutier, open three. Got it. Emmanuel Moutier gives the Jazz their 16th three or 15th three of the game. Penetrate and look out. I mean, you're trying to score when you penetrate and go into the basket. But you're also looking weak side as well, David, so you can get those that type of uncontested look. 78-56 with a Jazz win today. Dallas will be seven. I think Hardaway is a better shooter than his father. Woo! I really do. I really Woo! do. Woo! We're talking. <laughs> wow. I'd have to go back and look. I mean, he doesn't have a crossover his dad had. That's yeah, for oh, certain. That's for sure. He definitely doesn't have that. Tim Hardaway, part of those great Warrior teams, a little bit in Miami as well. Ingles, excuse me, Ingles. Niang tries an underhand Ingles and misses, and the rebound's tapped in by Ed Davis, and the Jazz are up 20, 78-58 with 9.36 left. Uh, Wait a sec, did they call an offensive foul on Ed Davis instead? Yes, they did. So Ed Davis does not get credit for that bucket. Berea to the rack, layup good. Jazz leading this by 18. 78 to 60. Jazz have taken 26 of 49 shots as threes and made 15 of them. Make it 16 as George Niang puts one down. That's his fourth of the night. Jazz have 16 threes. Their regulation record is 20. Their franchise record's 22. Pass down low to Boban. He puts it up and in. He had three guys around him. And still, just shoots right over the top of him. But right, he he's, never seven, he's the, seven inches taller than all of them. And he never brought the ball down, David. Moutier, baseline drive, cut off. Holds the dribble, gives to Davis, rotates top to Niang. 
holding the left pivot foot. He passes over the top to Tucker, over to Oni. Three ball short, rebound Berea. 81-62, Dallas with the basketball, down by 19. Berea drives the lane, gives to Boban, dunk. Marjanovic has got 18. Four rebounds, two assists. Dallas without Chris Stapps, without Luca, without Finney Smith, without Dwight Powell who's injured, without Willie Cauley-Stein who didn't come into the bubble. Tucker, step back long two, got it. Not a lot of defense being played in this game. A lot of, if you make a little effort offensively, you're getting some space right now. Well, that's true, and they're using the screens very, very well. I mean, Boban sets a very good screen there at the top of the key, and, and you know, obviously the Jazz do a very good job. That's all a part of their offense and what they're trying to do. Part of the reality of the NBA is that when you're going to pay Mike Conley $30 million and you're about to pay Donovan a lot of money and you're going to pay Rudy a lot of money and you're paying Boyan, you've got to hit on minimum level players. And the Jazz have got five guys in their system right now. Morgan, Tucker, One, Oni, Brantley, and Wright Foreman. And if they can hit on two of them and turn them into rotation players, that's a great success and frankly right now it'd be hard to choose who your two are morgan's shown a lot of signs of being able to do it brantley's showing versatility oni certainly i think would maybe be everybody's first choice he wouldn't have been when the bubble started and tucker's got another possibility there he was a bona fide 30 point a game scorer in the g league so if you can hit on two of these and make them rotation players at mid while being minimum salaries that's how you can get away with paying guys 30 million and it's hard to use the term you know what player hits and is it the player that you need because you for the most part you want to take the best athlete or the guy that's going to help the team more so than the other but trying to go position well i think the easiest way to do it ron what you're alluding to a little bit is these guys who have can play multiple positions like yeah brantley kind of can play anything oni can kind of play anything two through you know Maybe even a little one if he needs to in the G League or in the Summer League. He guarded one. Remember, he, he was the stopper. So I think the key on being able to hit as Tucker drives and gets tripped and fouled is being able to play multiple positions. One of the problems for Tony Bradley in his development is he was behind Favors and Gobert and without another position to play. Yeah. One. So is it One or One? One. One. Um, oh, my God. Brantley. Knee. Both of those guys can play a couple of positions. Yeah. Moutier working inside, stakes around reverse side, hands to Oni, and he put it in his hand. And me, let's see what the call is. Stop. Moutier ran over Hardaway after giving the ball up, gets called for an offensive foul. 83-64, Donovan Mitchell did not play today. Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal, Rudy Gobert, Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley are done for the day. Seth Curry, three right side, up and in. 16-point game. If the Jazz win today, they will be no worse than six in the seedings. If they lose today, they could still be no worse than six in the seedings if they beat the Spurs in the final game of the year. And the way they're playing the minutes today, it, I would expect them to go full throttle on Thursday because you you got to have your guys at their peak, and you can't just play one game in 10 days. Playoffs don't, the play-in games are over the weekend, so the playoffs don't start till early the next week. Justin Wright Foreman in now. He's the rookie out of Hofstra. 
Moutier off the bounce three, and he hit it. Emmanuel Moutier has only hit one off the bounce three all year before that. The Jazz have 17 threes now in 29 attempts. 86-67. Phoenix is up 20 on Oklahoma City. If, o if the Jazz are to win out and Oklahoma City were to lose one more after this, the Jazz would surpass Oklahoma City into five, which gets them awfully close to Houston, who is four. Ah! Left side, Brantley. <laughs> Double stagger. Right-hand dribble, powers it up over Boban, misses at the rim. Davis taps it, but Boban clears. J.J. Barea to the front court for Dallas. Right wing, right corner, Curry, top to Hardaway. Barea for three. Brick doesn't hit rim, only hits glass. Ricocheted rebound comes down to Moutier. With a black legging on his left leg, he brings it in the front court. Moutier spins, hands to Davis. Power dribble up with a left hand over Boban and two for Ed Davis. Eighty-eight, seventy. Jazz by 18. Curry sprints to the right side, picked up by Moutier. Bounces it into Boban. Boban gets fouled by Davis, and he'll get two free throws. Mark Miller Subaru wants you to love your car buying experience. That's why they developed Promise Price. Promise Price is truly exceptional customer service. Come experience our commitment to Promise Price at either location. Or start your purchase online at markmillersubaru.com. We know you'll love the experience. Bob on to the line. If the Jazz were to win out and Oklahoma City were to lose one of their next two, the Jazz moved to fifth in the West. And it, a lot of things could change, but the almost guaranteed opponent, if you're fifth in the West, is Houston. Houston. Again. Dallas, can I start calling this game and rooting for Dallas in my call? <laughs> Dallas by 16, Jazz by 16, 88-72. Boy, you better hurry up and change the momentum, man. Left wing, Moutier. Back out top, Tony Bradley thinks about a three, instead gives it to Tucker. Jabs right, goes left, slides the feet both directions, and that's a travel. Utah Jazz and Mountain America Credit Union have partnered to help fans along to a donation charity of their choice. Potential awards up to $25,000 to five local charities. For details, nominate a charity. Go to utahjazz.com. Select the community tab. Reverse layup, no good by Reeves of Dallas. Well, we don't have Summer League in August, but we got Summer League in Orlando. Right Foreman pull up three, no good. Curry rebounds. What is Curry having on some bright shoes or what? Those are those crayons. Reeves tries the exact same shot he missed a minute ago on the reverse layup and gets it. And the Jazz lead is down to 14. Free throw line extended. Brantley played at College of Charleston into the post to Rajon Tucker. Tucker bumps, backs, trying to set him up for a drop step. Not available. Loses the ball, rolls out to, Brant to Bradley. Picks it up, gives to Moutier. Four on the clock. Low pick and roll. Moutier in the lane. Out to right form. An off-balance left-hand runner. No. Boban rebounds of the Mavericks. Could cut it inside. 14. Barea blows by right form into the rack and lays it up and in. It's a 12-point game. 88-76 with 4.18 to play. I always say you're in it if you're within the minutes to play, and there's 16 minutes to go. So we got a battle on our hands. Brantley thinks about a three. Thought about it too long, so now he gives it up to Moutier. 
Moutier works in the pocket straight away. Holds the right pivot foot. Out to Tucker. Catch and shoot three. No good. Rebound Boban. 88-76. Backdoor cut. Beautiful play. Berea finds Reeves. Quinn Snyder wants a timeout. And Dallas is within 10. 88-78 on the Jazz Radio Network. I think we should have a Twitter poll. See if anyone thinks that, that what you just told me during the break is true, Rob. <laughs> it's true. Otherwise, I'll eat the whole thing. So I just, There's no chance. I, oh, yeah. No it, chance. Well, I've done it. it. I've done it. Believe me. Can I, I share I what you just it. told me? Yeah, you can tell. You, you tell everybody what you just told me. <laughs> well, I made a meatloaf. Okay, impressive. And I and I bought a banana cream pie. And you know my favorite fruit is bananas. Yep. I eat anything, banana bread, anything like right, that. We go, when, we so, go to, when we go to uh, Gus's, you take your banana cream pie to go. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I'm only going to eat a couple of pieces of banana cream pie and throw the rest away. And I want to know. And I can do it because I've done it before. I want to know if anyone believes Ron. <laughs> Someone, please believe me. I'm going. At lock, I do, I, I've done it before, David. At Locked On Sports or at 1041 straight. <laughs> see if you believe Ron Boone. He's actually going to only eat a few pieces of the banana cream pie and throw it away. Because it, I have, well, if it's there, I'll eat the whole thing. Can I remind you of one other thing? What's that? We're in the midst of a global pandemic. Yeah. Eat the whole beeping pie. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to make me fat, man. I am not. <laughs> but, like, the world's like a disaster. Go ahead and eat a pie. Well, it's like buying one piece of pie in a restaurant, right? So you're trying that, to say. That, that pie. Right. You're trying to say this mudslide cookie that I just finished all of it, you would have thrown half of it out? No, I would not have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. All right. At yeah. 1041 straight. At Lockdown Sports, feel free to interact with the show today. But I love banana cream pie. Special hello to Matt Thomas, former and, youth and, voice, and, radio voice of the Rockets, who's listening right now. And where is he? He's in Houston, oh. listening to me talk about playing the Rockets. Tony Bradley, wide open three, straight away, pow! Third one. one for Tony Bradley, second one in games that count. Yep. And the Jazz are back up 13 on the Mavericks. And the Jazz have 18 threes today. We play the Rockets, it'll be a three-point shooting fest. Seth Curry's three is blocked. Here comes Wright Foreman. Justin, out of New York City. Hesitation, right-hand dribble to the basket. Wild left-hand shot because he's fouled. So here's the playoff situation, and there's really no clarity to who you're going to play. So starting from the top, the Clippers and the Nuggets will play coming up here. If the Nuggets win their final three games, which would include the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Raptors, the Raptors who are playing for nothing on the final day of the season, and the Lakers who are playing for nothing, if the Nuggets win out, they're the two seed. So if you're trying to play Denver, you don't know whether you're going three or two. I don't know why anybody wants to play Denver. They just win. And Jokic is one of the five best players in the world. The So three is either... Now, the other crazy thing is that if Denver were to lose to the Clippers and lose to the Lakers, the Rockets could actually jump them. And the Rockets could end up three. Seems unlikely. Rockets are most likely four. Berea, step back jumper, no good. Rebound, Oni. Oni, with his colorful shoes, swings ahead to right form and drives. Jump pass across the lane to Tucker. Reads the laces, says Spalding, fires the shot and hits. S-P-A-R, right? And he put it up and in. 
All of this positioning as far as the playoffs are concerned. 19 threes tonight by the Jazz, by the way. We're in the third quarter. Yes, Ron? Don't you find it exciting, y'all? Yes, except for the uniqueness of what's going on right now is that we, for as great as the basketball was in the opening 10 days of the bubble, right now it's not. We now have people resting players to make sure that they're ready for the playoffs. I do think, as I thought this whole time, as Rajon Tucker lays it in, 97-81 Jazz, Berea back the other way, draws a foul. As I, as I thought the entire way, Ron, I think we're going to see the greatest basketball we've ever seen in the history of the game. Strictly because of the bubble. Because of the bubble, because of no distractions, because of every other day, because the players got 141 days off and now have risen back up to peak performance and are rested in a way they've never been rested going into a playoffs. No travel. Travel's exhausting. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I, what the airplane does to you just fatigue-wise is so real. So, yeah, I think this will be the greatest basketball we've ever seen. Uh, by the way, the votes are in so far. CJ Chaz says, I believe Ron with his banana cream pie story. <laughs> and JJ Jordan 25 says, no way 1041 straight is eating the whole pie. Take a look at how good he looks. Dapper. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Here's Tucker, underhand scoop to Brantley. Chest it back up top to right foreman. Working off of Bradley. Pick a wraparound pass to Brantley. 4-3, no good. Jazz were about to tie their regulation record of 23s in a game in the third quarter. They will break the record the night after they broke the record, I think. Berea, driving on Bradley, gets in the lane, fades back off the glass and in. He's going to be doing that in some hardwood or hard rec league. rec league somewhere when he's 55. Playing just as hard. It's a tough kid. Here's Oni. Left-hand dribble, lines up Kleba, attacks the rack, missed the shot. Loose ball rebound, going after it, battling, and grabbed by the Mavericks. I remember Oni going one-on-one -on, -one on Dante Axum in Milwaukee at practice. Were you at that practice, Ron? Yes. Oh, man, was Oni just brutal. I mean, he was just a competitive freak that day. He just he wanted every piece. This was his, like, Dante was trying to get ready to play, and same thing happened later in the year. Oni... Wanted to prove he belonged. Like, that was his, his mission. I think he kind of frustrated Dante he did. as well. Oni, corner three, no good. Bradley back taps it out to Brantley. Ball fakes. Now finds Oni on a cut to the basket. He missed the dunk. Legs might have been a little tired on that one in 15 minutes, and Oni missed the dunk. 97-85. Jazz lead is 12 with 45 seconds left. Berea bounces the ball. You can hear it really well. Back out top to Kleba. Kleba spinning, off balance, tried to be Dirk, but instead he looked like he's playing Twister and he fell over, throws up an air ball. That missed dunk. The Jazz bench reaction was something else. <laughs> well, they were expecting him to dunk it, and then when it doesn't happen. 25 seconds left in the quarter. Jazz by 12. Right foreman for the Jazz, 20th three of the game. Tying a franchise record for most threes in a game in regulation. They set the franchise record 22 in their last game in double overtime. Well, 20 of 36 for 55%. And they lead by 15. Driving the basket is Hardaway, and Tony Bradley spikes it out of bounds. Mm -hmm. That block shot 
$50 from Cypress Credit Union. Nice block by Tony Bradley. Four point six seconds left. Dallas inbounding, lobs it into Kleba, hands it back to Hardaway. That's the Jazz play. Hardaway gets a three and hits. Well, the Jazz will have to hold on to a twelve-point lead in Orlando against the Mavericks if they want to win this one. And they lead at one hundred eighty-eight on the Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz 100, Dallas 88. Jazz will have to hold on to a 12-point lead if they want to win this one today. Ron Boone, the Utah Jazz during the regular season ranked 11th in the NBA at 34.9 three-point attempts. They had 36 in the first three quarters already today, so they've surpassed their season average already today. They've surpassed their season average a few times already in the bubble. And so this is something that they had set out to do anyway, right? They wanted to shoot more threes. Um, Indeed. And, and you can see that everyone is three-point shooting in that mode, even Bradley. Now, I say even Bradley, but because we've watched him work on his three-point shooting in practice, so he has the confidence to shoot it, and obviously Quinn doesn't have a problem with it. Jazz have taken 43, 45, 37, and 55 threes in their last four games. There's more to it than that. There's more discussion to be had on it, but right now let's bring in Mike Wells, Jazz assistant coach. And Coach Wells, what's your thought on the three-point explosion? Is this exactly what the Jazz want? What are you seeing right now? Yeah, I think that we tried to play uh, with more pace uh, since we uh, restarted in the bubble. I think we've, uh, you know, tried to, to emphasize the three ball more. Uh, not that we don't emphasize it, but over the break there was a – you know, a lot of Zoom meeting hours uh, spent on how to trying to create more offense with Bogdanovich uh, being out, how we could get more shots up and replace that 20 points. Manuel Moutier spaces outside of the three-point line, drives, kicks out to Oni, rotates to Brantley, three ball no good, and the Jazz lead is 12. What have you seen so far today, Coach Wells? Well, I've seen really good rhythm on offense. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say Dallas is a uh, stellar defensive team, but uh, you love the pace, you love the rhythm, and the way the ball is uh, broken the paint. We talk about driving and trying to get to the paint, and you've got a lot of three-point shooters that have their shoulders squared, um, and then you have to uh, give credit to the passing. The precision has been uh, outstanding. So on time, on target to allow those shooters to really step in and line their shot up. Kleba driving the lane under and scoop over Ed Davis is up and in, and the Jazz lead is down to 10, 190 with 11 minutes left here in the fourth quarter. Oni, who will never hear the end of it in the bubble for the missed dunk. This is the problem with the bubble for Oni. There's no getting out of this. Brantley, ball fakes a three, now gives it over to right Foreman, angle right. He gets trapped in the corner, throws a pass that's deflected out of bounds by Trey Burke. Jazz playing... Four guys who led the Salt Lake Stars to the Showcase Championship. They had Nigel Williams-Goss as well on that playing point guard for them. And they have Ed Davis on the floor as well. Martin Schiller, jazz coach, as One has to force up a three. It's short. Oni's three was an off the bounce as a shot clock expired. Jazz, Martin Schiller was the coach. He's actually now taking a job in Europe. 
Bart Taylor was the GM and still with the Jazz, was named GM of the year. Congratulations to the two of them. Mike Wells is the one who probably does the most work within the Jazz coaching staff of integrating the two. So congratulations to you, Coach Wells. Well, I think, uh, well, thanks, but, uh, you know, those guys do all the work. And, uh, you know, we just try to manage uh, between the two-way players and the young players, and, and it's all about player development. So Martin uh, has done an outstanding job for three years and uh, is on to a uh, head coaching job in Europe. So congratulations to him. DeLon Wright working inside, hands it to Cleveland. It's a six-point game, 194. As Dallas... A win by the Jazz, and they secure themselves at least six. You know, Mike, what, what I see with young players, and, and this is something, in, you know, we watched John Stockton for years. He didn't pick his dribble up a lot until he was ready to pass. We're seeing some of our younger players pick the, the dribble up and getting caught to the point where they're, they're, they're stuck with nothing to do. Absolutely, Boone. Uh, totally agree. Um, you're just a little bit unsure, and that's, that comes with confidence. We're right here these last couple possessions. You know, we haven't had great spacing. Uh, you're seeing guys, the number one spot you don't want to pick your dribble up, uh, if you do, is if you drive to that baseline uh, and then pick it up, then you've got extra defenders, and they kind of stick you on the sideline there. But uh, right now we've got to get more vertical in our offense. We're kind of going side to side, little passes on the side there. Somebody's got to break the paint, get inside, make that defense react, and then we can kick out and get those open three-pointers. Crazy frazzled ro basketball on a loose ball, bounces around, rotates out to Dallas. Kleba for three is good. And the Jazz lead is down to three, 197. Mike Wells, thanks very much for the time. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you against San Antonio. Okay, thanks. thanks. That is Coach Mike Wells. We'll take the time out. 9.13 left on the Jazz Radio Network. The NBA now. Dame dribbles right. Puts up a three. He's fouled. The shot counts. A four-point opportunity for Damian Lillard. Dame brings it across the timeline. Nurk sets a high screen. Dame dribbles right. Crosses over. Goes left. Straight away. Three is good. He buries another one. 49 for Dame. And the Blazers lead it by six. Lillard brings it up. The Blazers in front by four with 1.38 to play in the fourth quarter. Now Dame attacks. Dribbles. Drives. Goes up. Left hand. Yes. Tenth career 50-point game for Damian Lillard. Dame Lillard is the story of the bubble, both online and on court. And that's your NBA now. It's a crazy world. I wonder what it's like for these guys when they're talking trash online and then they see each other around the bubble. Mm. That is brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. 197. Jazz lead was 22. It's down to three. Moutier works in the lane, tries to step through on Kleba. Nowhere to go. Flares it out to Tucker. Back to Moutier. 8.53 to play. Moutier, step back three, but he carried to do it. Here's the playoff situation. If the Jazz win today, they move. Dallas has secured the seventh spot. The Jazz then could finish sixth or fifth. Maybe even a little bit out of their control. The Jazz need one win or one Dallas loss to not be seventh. Trey Burke driving. In the lane, lob down low to Kleba, layup good, and it's a one-point game, 199. The Jazz have yet to score 
in this fourth quarter. 0 for 5 shooting in the quarter, in fact. Almost four minutes without a bucket. One trying a three, misses. Jazz have 23s today. Mavericks have a chance to take the lead for the first time since the first quarter. Hardaway, jumper, good. 101-100, Dallas leads it with eight minutes to play. An 11-0 run in the quarter. First lead since 21-19. Moutier working the right side. Gets close to the sideline. They start counting him for bumping and backing count. Bounces up to Oni. Resets Moutier. Moutier winning time of possession battle on this one. He'll rise and fire and off the bounce three. Miss it. Rebound. Ed Davis taps it. Goes after it. Kicks it to Tucker. Tucker attacks. Hangs. And he's fouled at the rim. Well, now with the lineup that Dallas has out there on the floor, they can switch one through five. And this, and this, I think this is giving our young players some problems. And that's why we're getting so much dribbling? Yes. 101-100, donate blood with AREP Blood Services. They need 100 donors a day to help local Utah patients and need a life-saving blood. Don't let another day go by without helping someone that needs you right now. Check out utahblood.org for where to donate. Jarrell Brantley checks in. Emmanuel Moutier checks out. Moutier played 21 minutes. Had six, has 14 points, four rebounds, and four assists. Tucker trying to break a 13-0 Dallas run. And he does with a free throw. We're tied at 101. Just our fifth tie of the night. 7.33 to play. DeLon Wright, the former Ute, comes to the front court. Right side to Kleba. Wright gets it back. Guarded by Tucker. Works the right side. Goes behind his back. Into Bradley. Step through underhand layup. No, but a foul. I'll reach it on Tony. So two free throws for Wright with 7.21 left here in the fourth of a 101-101 game. And the Dallas Mavericks offense is just based around just a single pick and roll. Um, you know, whether it's it was Curry or Burks or or Wright, and they're just breaking the defense down. That's all they're doing right now. Wright's free throw, no good. Safe Light Auto Glass is the proud Auto Glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is bringing you Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate five dollars for each rebound secured by the team's leading rebounder. All proceeds benefit the neighborhood house. Leading rebounder for the Jazz today. Same guy who's going to lead the Jazz in rebounding all year. Rudy Gobert, but now Tony Bradley's got five as well. We're tied at 101 with 7-12 left. Great experience for this young crew of Jazz players in a tight game. Oni playing with the ball. Now left-hand dribble in the lane. Lobs it high to Tony. Couldn't handle the pass. Turnover. Jazz 11th turnover of the game. And Dallas with the basketball under seven to play. Right turns the corner. Left-hand dribble gets to the basket and scores it. DeLon Wright originally drafted by Toronto. Went to Memphis, now in Dallas. An 18-1 run by the Mavericks. They lead it 103-101. Right Foreman, left side. Takes a step back three and hits. 21st of the game for the Jazz. Sets their franchise record for most threes in regulation. Had 22 the other night in double overtime. Top to right. DeLon right three over Bradley. Swirls out. Tucker in for the rebound. White headband, head hair 
bobbin as he lobs it down low to Tony, who's quickly pinned Kleba under the basket and a foul on Kleba. 104, 103, 6.14 left, Jazz by one. And that's something that Brantley does that Rudy doesn't, does not do. And, and that's run the floor and, and get to the point where you're keeping the defender on your back so you can, so that entry pass is, is, um, is easy to make. Jazz will now close with Jarrell. Oh, they made a substitution. Moutier comes in for Oni. Right foreman, Moutier, Too Tucker, much. Brantley and Bradley. Left side, Brantley, 4-3, swirled out, rebound Kleba. Six minutes to play, Dallas has cut a 22-point deficit down to one and actually led. Here's Trey Burke, step back, traveling three. They don't call the travel, he gets the three and he hits it. 106-104, Dallas leads it by two. Donovan didn't play today. Luka didn't play today. Chris Steps for Zingas didn't play. Moutier drives in the lane, puts a shoulder into Burke, and an offensive foul on Emmanuel Moutier. Timeout on the floor. It's Dallas 106, the Jazz 104. 5.29 to play in the fourth of the Jazz Radio Network. We're into the final days of the bubble and nothing is said in the standings at all. It's wild and wackiness. Here's how it looks in the West, starting at the top. So the Lakers will be the one seed. If Denver wins out, which would include beating the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Raptors. Remember, the Raptors have nothing to play for, nor do the Lakers, so the Clipper game's the big one. The Denver beats the Clippers. They become the two seed. The Clippers then slide to the three seed. With the Clippers have two games left, there's no scenario where the Rockets can catch the Clippers. Oh, wait a sec. That's not entirely true. The Rockets and the Clippers could both end at 47 and 25. I believe they split the season series, and their conference records would be the same. So I actually don't know what happens after that. So there's a chance that the Clippers and Rockets could tie at 3 and 4. There's also a chance that the Nuggets could lose twice in that set. Then they go to 47 and 26, and the Rockets win out and go to 46 and 25, and the Rockets are three and the Nuggets are four. So there's no idea if you're trying to figure out right now where you're going to fit and seed and who you're going to play. 106-104, Dallas leads. They trailed by as many as 22. The Jazz playing their youngsters, their G League star team, along with Ed Davis at center and Emmanuel Moody at point guard. And a step back jumper by Curry is good, and it's 108-104, we have five to play. Moutier on the right wing. Emmanuel takes a left-hand dribble, shoves off with the right hand, goes into the defender a second time, short with a shot. Boban rebounds. Moutier, six of 11 today, 14 points, four rebounds, four assists. Donovan didn't play for the Jazz. Ingles, O'Neal, Gobert, Clarkson, Conley, and Niang have not played in the second half. Curry in the pocket, right side, swings to the top to Burke, down low to Boban. Boban comes out to the top of the key, hands it to Jackson. Jackson of the Mavericks, the first-round draft pick out of North Carolina, driving, missing, and a foul on Boban on the rebound. Dallas did not play Luka Doncic or Chris Dapsperzingis. Tim Hardaway Jr. seems to be done at 31 minutes. So it's an opportunity in the final 432 for a lot of guys that don't usually get these minutes. 108-104, Dallas by four. 
4.31 to play. Moutier, originally a top 10 pick by the Denver Nuggets, gives it over to Rajon Tucker, right side to Brantley, the Jazz second round pick out of College of Charleston, top to Oni. Oni crosses over, drives, goes behind his back, bounces down low to Ed Davis. Davis pump fakes twice and finishes at the rim through Boban. Nice find by Oni. Jazz have 21 threes today, which breaks the franchise record for threes in regulation. Trey Burke driving on Tucker, beats him to the rack and lays it up and in. Trey Burke for two. Benji's got to be happy about that. Here comes the Jazz the other way. Tucker working the left side. Inside to Davis. Powers by Boban again. Reverse side layup. Couldn't get up high enough. Dallas by four. 110-106. 3.40 to play. Seth Curry, the brother of Steph. Don't know if he's anywhere near as good a golfer. Or if he got to interview Colin Mockamore after the, game, after the match the other day like Steph did. Driving. Burke to the basket. Blocked by Brantley. Picked up by Rajon Tucker. Grabbed by Jackson as he comes into the front court. What do you think of that drive on 16 yesterday? By, by Colin? That drive on 16 yesterday? You didn't huh? see it on the PGA Championship? By who? By Colin Makamura? Guy who oh, won the tournament? yeah, he drove the green. Yeah, yeah. I did see that. It's like one yeah. of the great drives of all time. I figured you just... And then eagle the hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to yeah, make the putt, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you think he wins if there were fans? Oh, pressure. Do you, do you think it's easier to win your first major without fans oh, there? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's so much pressure with, with fans around and how close they are to you when some, sometimes when you're getting ready to hit a, hit a ball. Tucker, ball fakes right, takes one dribble to his left, fires the three, ball. it's an air ball, but he got clipped on the legs and that's a foul. And so Rajon Tucker will go to the line for three free throws in a 110-106 deficit. Timeout by Rick Carlisle. I think he's going to challenge it. That's brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Reviewing injury cases for the last 30 years. Carlisle's going to challenge with 3.01 left. Dallas 110, goal the Jazz 106. And let's take a second, hear from Mike Conley about bubble life. This is a new, new situation for us all. I think it'll kind of bring us all back to you know, our childhoods more than anything where we just, you know, it's summertime basketball, but yet it's, it's meaningful basketball at the same time, but we're just out there playing for the love of the game, really. You know, it's, it's, you just love to go out there and compete and guys are gonna have to do it without having their, their normal routines at home and normal recovery systems and schedules and regiments. It's just gonna have to be, you know, uh, something that we're all new in, and thrown into and whoever can adjust to, you know, the uncomfortable, the different circumstances or just unusual, I think we'll, we'll, we'll do the best. Circumstances are unusual. Be interesting to see over time what comes out. The books that are going to be written are going to be amazing. Because some of the stories, like the little murmurs that are out of the bubble right now, are great. Yeah. Like, it, 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 what it's going to remind me of, I don't know if you remember or if you ever heard of the book Loose Balls. Oh, yeah. Now, Terry see, Pluto's book, yeah, absolutely. But that's was interesting reading to me because there was so much going on around that you didn't know about.
Yeah, the challenge just wasn't. Right. I don't know why he challenged it. Because anyway. there's 3.01 left, and he had to use the timeout anyway, yeah. or else he loses the timeout, so he just used it. So I would imagine there's so much to be told about the bubble uh, and everything that went into putting this on and, and things like that that well, and it's I think, not public that will be so interesting to read. And I think the pickleball games and the card games and those things that are evolving and the mm -hmm. kind of night-in and night-out battles, and I'm sure there's going to be some story about, you know, like, I don't know who it is, right, but Dame talking trash with Paul George and then seeing each other that night. And yeah. Like, you know, what's – or for all we know, Paul George and Dame Lillard were actually standing next to each other while they were tweeting. I mean, like, you know, we just, like, right? Like, they were Instagram trash-talking each other while standing next to each other. Like, you just have no idea. There, there's, you know, there's stuff that's going on that's going to get out as the year goes on. The stories are going to be epic. That, bo that book that uh, Ron mentioned is Terry Pluto's Loose Balls. It's an oral history of the ABA. It's one of the, probably one of the two best basketball books ever written. Uh, Breaks of the Game by David Halberstam about the Portland Trailblazers championship season in the 70s. It's kind of known as the greatest basketball book ever, um, despite what Bill Simmons says. So I think that, that uh, those two are for you if you want to grab something. Tucker makes the free throws. 110-109. Moody jumps a passing late, steals the ball, runs into right foreman, loses the ball, but throws it backcourt to Tucker. Jazz still have possession. 240 to play. Down by one. Ryo! Tucker going to the lane. Wow. Wants to pack it. Kleber blocked him. Here come the Mavericks the other way. On the run. Three ball right corner. Tim Hardaway mm -hmm. Jr. And Dallas back up by four. What a block. I mean, because you know Tucker was going up to dunk that. One. 113-109, Moutier driving, gets the ball stripped and stolen by Trey Burke, and Moutier fouls him. Trey Burke, the defensive standout, with a reach-in steal from Emmanuel Moutier. Tucker went to go dunk it, and Kleber went up with him and got it. Wow. Well timed. 113-109, Dallas by four. 2.16 to play. Yeah, not a very good possession there by the Jazz turnover. Jazz been outscored 25 to 9 here in the fourth. Isn't it amazing how great plays sometimes turn turn into a, a, a two points or three points on the other end of the floor? Yep. Hardaway Jr. Step back three. Got it. Tim Hardaway Jr., the former leading scorer for the Knicks. The highest available scorer for the Mavericks today. He's got 27, and the Jet Dallas has their largest lead of 7, 116-109. Tucker picked up from the Wisconsin herd in the G League, driving the lane, gets fouled. Scored 30 in his final five games of G League action before signing with the Jets. The only thing we know that's certain in this whole world is that Ron Boone will have banana cream pie tonight. My final piece. Now, how big would it be? That's <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about that, did that's we? That's a really good point. <laughs> the Jazz will have one final game against the Spurs. That game will happen to you on Thursday. And the playoff picture will be a lot more clear on what happens if the Jazz win or lose on that day by then. 116 to 110. Free throw is good. Jazz down by five now with 145 to play. Trey Burke to the front court. He's got 14 points. Swings it to Hardaway, he's got 27. Picked up by Oni. 
Back to Burke off a Kleber pick. Kicks to the corner to Curry, the best shooter on the team, and he hits. Just notice something that he does quite a bit. When you're running at him, he pump fakes once, two, three times, and then you freeze, and, and then, then he goes up and shoots it. Pretty interesting little play, isn't yeah. it? 31 to 11, fourth quarter by the Mavericks. Moutier driving. Moutier brings out the left side, still pounding the dribble with five on the clock. He'll just take a step back three, hit one earlier today. He's hit two all season, misses this one. Ed Davis rebound and a foul. Jazz led at the half, 70 to 54, 100 to 88 after three. And since then, a bunch of free throws by Tucker. A three by Foreman, and Davis with two. Jazz fourth quarter shooting leaves a little bit to be desired today. In the fourth quarter, the Jazz are two of 14, one of nine from three, after going four of 20 to start the fourth quarter the other night. Different guys on the floor. Ed Davis's free throws are split. 119-112. Jazz down by seven now. They led by as many as 22. A minute to play as Trey Burke bounces the rock up top. Right side to Hardaway Jr. He finds it in the corner to, Cur to Jackson. Ball fakes, drives, Curry. Left corner three. The league's best catch and shoot three-point shooter. Puts it in from the left corner. And Dallas is up by 10. A 32-point swing. 122 to 112. Brantley left side three, no good. Rebound, Hardaway Jr. If you ever wondered how good NBA players are, this answered your question. I'll leave it at that, but that answers your question on how good NBA players are. Because the other guys are really good. But you take a bench of an NBA team against the starters of a G League team, and this is what just happened. One twenty-two to one twelve. That's such a great point. I mean, the, the separation between players that play regularly in the NBA. And youth versus experience. And, and youth, yeah, exactly. Not a criticism of everyone, it's just the reality of where we are, where things, you know, it's like when you hear people say, like, could Kentucky win any games in the NBA? No, they could not, actually. And they're like top 10 picks. Ed Davis dunks it with 12 seconds left. 122-114. Dallas will dribble it out. And the Jazz lose seeding game number seven. We'll wrap up the seeding games Thursday against San Antonio and then play playoff basketball against an unknown opponent at this point. Jake Scott joins us back from the studio. Ron Boone goes to do TV. Thanks to Ron for his time today. The Jazz lose at 122-114. So, David, I, I need your help, and I know you've been talking about this on the broadcast, I, and I'm just—I don't think I have an answer for you, though. What? Help me make sense of this playoff picture thing now, right? The so let, let me make sense. Let's make sure we understand. While that's what the Jazz priority today was to make sure everyone's healthy. Right. 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 So that, like, 
more, you know, get Donovan healthy, get everybody else in. Same thing Dallas is doing with Luka and Chris Dapps, right? Same things that Oklahoma City is doing with sure. everybody but Chris Paul. Sure. Um, so that's the priority from the Jazz today was to get everyone healthy. But now let me start at the top for you, okay? Okay. The Denver Nuggets have control of the second seed. If Denver wins their final three games, they would finish 49 and 24. The Clippers would finish 48 and 24. And the Nuggets would not only have the tiebreaker against the Clippers, but they'd be a half game better. So if Denver wins out, Denver is the two seed. Okay. Okay. The wacky one that I don't know the answer to is if the Clippers lose both of their final games, and someone might have to tell me who they play in the final game. I'll look it up. Um, and Houston wins out the rest of the way. The Rockets would end up at 47 and 25, and the Clippers would be at 47 and 25. The two teams have played each other four times already. I believe it's two and two. If the Clippers lose their final two games, I need to know if their final game is against a Western Conference team or not. It is, Oklahoma City. They would finish 30-18 and 18 in conference play. Are Houston's final three games all against Western Conference opponents? Yeah, give me one sec. You'd think I'd uh, No, you wouldn't because I didn't. you think I would because I'm the one who brought it up and prepared. But <laughs> all right, I don't have enough screens up uh, right now. Houston at San Antonio Tuesday. Yeah. In, Indi- well, at, who cares? Kay. Indiana Wednesday and Philadelphia Friday. All so right. only one Western So the Conference Rockets could, would be 29 and 18, and the Clippers would be 30 and 18. So the Clippers would get the three seed with conference record, and Houston would go to four. So there's no way that Houston can catch the Clippers. However... If Denver were to lose two of their final three and finish the year 47 and 27, and Houston were to win out, Houston would be 47 or 47 and 25, and Houston would be the three seed. Excuse me, yeah, Houston would be right. the three seed, and Denver would be the four. Right. So <laughs> the two seed can either be Denver or LA. The three seed could be. Denver, L.A., or Houston. And the four seed could be Denver or Houston. Seems simple enough. Oklahoma City lost today. Okay. Oklahoma City could slide to, and the Jazz are now tied. So if Oklahoma City were to, uh, no, the Jazz are now a half game behind. If Oklahoma City were to lose their last two and the Jazz were to win in their final game, the Jazz would surpass the Oklahoma City Thunder. Right. Four or five. And just for the just to let people know, they play Miami on Wednesday and then the Clippers on Friday. And here's the crazy one. We play on Thursday. Hmm. So as much as I don't know that I, I think we're trying to keep everybody healthy. But if we are playing a game here where we're trying to figure out where we're going to get seeded, it is not something that we can do very well. The Clipper-Denver game will help us know. But there are games on the 14th involving Oklahoma City and the Clippers that could impact us. And in theory, Denver and Toronto play. And Denver's been known to do wacky stuff. So let's the Denver could beat the Clippers, 
And then if they know where we're seated and they want us, which I think would be the likely scenario, people want to play us, let's be honest, we don't have Boyan, they could lose their final game in order to try to put us in a position to play us. Hmm. Now, is there a scenario where Dallas would pass the Jazz? Because right now yes. they're one game back, Dallas and Dallas beats, has two games left. Dallas beats Phoenix. Dallas plays tomorrow, right? Portland tomorrow, Phoenix on Thursday. Dallas wins both, and we lose the final one. We slide to seven. Hmm. Dallas loses tomorrow, and then we're at six, guaranteed, or five if we catch Oklahoma City, which we won't know. Because Oklahoma City plays the final night of the year against the Clippers. Who would have thought it could get stranger than it was last year? Right. <laughs> who, who would have thought that would be even possible? And, in fact, Gordon Gordon is with us. Gordon, uh, did that sound like English to you? Does that make sense, what's going on? I stand amazed here listening to the brilliance of David Locke. Yeah, I don't Breaking think that was down. really that brilliant. But it, it it's why I think it's more that the Jazz wanted to stay healthy today than they are trying to find – there's some odds here. I mean, I think um, um, you know, I think that, you know, there's some odds I guess you could play, but I'm not sure that's the um, you know, I'm not sure that's I'm not sure that right. was the game. Hmm. Who knows? There's so many factors as we just said right there. This thing is wild. You know, the thing about that is, David, when I'm here you hearing you talk about all that I'm I'm trying to think of good options for the Jazz, and really there are no good options. It's just a matter of you're going to play whoever you play and just bust your hump. And, and right. that's why what David was saying about health is so important, right? Mm-hmm. Just make sure you're going healthy because no matchup is going to be good. I think, um, you know, I think when you – right. I, I mean, I don't think we'll be favored in any matchup due to due to our injury, right, our situation. Um and I think that, you know, if I had my preference, I would probably p- want to play Denver only for the reason that we can get the shots we want against them. Houston switching defense makes it very difficult for us to get those shots. Um, and so I think that that would probably be my, and, and Oklahoma City doesn't seem like a very likely scenario the one that gets interesting is the clippers who just have not been collectively together and have some injuries and just don't seem quite right but they have paul george and Kawhi leonard and that seems like a um that seems like a a, a significant thing to try to avoid hmm. you know though the one thing that comes to my mind when you talk about that and uh david you know this from having kids that play individual sports you know you're going to face off against somebody you might as well face someone who's good and then you know you could you can make uh make a mark for yourself right yeah, I mean, the okay. hey. get the clippers early all right we hey quinn snyder is uh, is just sitting Sounds down good. to do his post game thanks david great job today uh the jazz uh, fall to the dallas mavericks uh 122 to 114 let's go to orlando looking at alex we all right to to join him yep here we go quinn okay, snyder hello hi coach Okay, we'll go ahead and get started with Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, you said before the game that a couple of the focuses, these next two games, health and bench production. What stood out to you from the young lineup that you got to see today? Really, you know, tonight and it's been something that we've been emphasizing, talking about, um, we're just giving up too many points in the paint. And doesn't matter who's in the game. 
um, whether it be on the glass, uh, which was the other night, even tonight as well, uh, for just protecting the paint. And that's got to be something for us that continues to be a priority, and it's got to be a priority on every possession. Um, so it's that's what you talk about. You know what we saw tonight. That's that's one of the things that you know we we saw and we've been seeing. We've been seeing it too much. Okay. Next question will be from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, given uh, what you mentioned beforehand, where your where your priorities for these last two games, mm -hmm. is there any concern about you know heading towards the playoffs, having lost three straight, having lost five of seven? Or is that kind of a secondary thing relative to just getting some of those other issues sorted out yeah, right now? I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I, what I said is, is really how I feel and how we're looking at it. Um, you know, what I saw was a team that came out really ready to play. Um, you know, we had some guys, George and, and JC in particular, that got untracked and um, we made shots. Um, I think, again, you know, we had Donovan um, who's banged up. Um, wasn't able to play, and then you know, we put JC in the starting lineup, which is a, a, a new spot for him. Uh, he's been a spark coming off the bench. I uh, thought he responded really well. Uh, so a lot of good things from that group, uh, you know, obviously in limited minutes. But, again, I, I think that we're looking to play well, and sometimes playing well, uh, you know, allows you to win the game. Sometimes you play well and the other team plays better. Um, but either way, I, I want us to play well and, and I'll go back to it again. It's um, regardless of what you're trying to accomplish, what we're trying to accomplish is not to give up points in the paint. Um, because if we continue to do that, we won't win. Okay, next question, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, with the idea of expanding your rotation in mind, uh, through these last few games, have you seen enough out of those younger players, sort of the low minute guys that are getting some more run that gives you the confidence that you'd be able to insert them in a high pressure game like the playoffs? Well, I, I think that's, you know, that's one of the things we were able to, to see um, the other night against Denver where, you know, Mie played in that game and played really well, thought he defended well. JB did the same. Um, you know, JB is a guy that can take multiple matchups. You saw that against San Antonio when he was defending that game. So um, I, I think those guys are, you know, it could be a different guy every night because um, in the playoffs, there's, there's, there's so many matchup uh, situations. And, you know, in order for us to be able to use those guys, it, it's important for them to play. And even, you know, whether it's playing with, you know, some of the regular guys in the rotation or tonight when they're out there, um, you know, collectively, uh, I think playing the right way is the most important thing. That's what's going to translate and that's what's going to help them be effective. So, um, you know, th that, that's what we're trying to evaluate as far as how they play. And I, I think, you know, Rajon tonight had great activity. Um, was really glad to see him. He didn't play as much the other night. Mie played. And I think, you know, really everybody's got to be ready um, because especially when you have, like I said, matchup situations and you, someone gets in foul trouble, even what we're seeing now, someone gets banged up. Um, we're going to have those nicks and injuries. You know, we talk about health all we want. Um, but there's reality, especially in a playoff series where it is so physical and people are playing so hard that um, we're going to have to at least have um, the option okay, and, and the potential you know, to get to the bench in some crucial minutes. And that's going to be important for us. So it's good to see those guys have an opportunity, as you said, to get their feet wet, so to speak. I think their feet are wet. Um, we just need to get deeper down 
continue to get better. Okay, last question will be from David James, KUTV. Coach, just to follow up on that, when you're evaluating these young guys, is it easier to evaluate them when they're in there as a group, or would it be a more accurate evaluation if they were out there with three or four starters or at least high-minute players? Well, you know, the, the, when they're in there individually with, you know, like I said, rotation guys, and, for example, Mie the other night against San Antonio when he got the start. Um, you know, it's it's easier for them to understand the things that they need to do to help the team win. And sometimes, what you do when you're in the game um, with Mike Conley versus you know when you're in the game with a number of other young players, um, that becomes more clear. And trying to play within yourself in those situations um, is important. And that even happens with. You know, with guys that George is going to play differently when he's in the game with different guys. Joe's going to play differently um, at various times based on who's in the game. And uh, you just get to know your teammates and know what they do. And I think it's also important for you know Joe and Mike and Donovan to get to know the younger guys and know what they can do. Because, that, you know, we went through that during the middle part of the year when we acquired Jordan and, and started playing Tony uh, and George more. And there's a process there that those guys all go through of kind of finding some cohesion. Okay, thanks, Coach. Thanks. All right, there's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. The Jazz fall in the bubble this afternoon, 122-114 to 114 to the Dallas Mavericks. We'll be breaking it down with the postgame coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Good, thank you. Thank you. Good to see you. All right, we're going to go ahead and get started here with these questions. Uh, we'll have the first question will be from David James, KUTV. Jarrell, I'm curious, what do you know now that you didn't know uh, two weeks ago? Haven't played uh, some NBA games. In what way? What What have you learned from these games? What have you learned being out there on the floor in an NBA contest and, and getting more minutes? What have you picked up? Um, I mean, you know, things I felt like I knew before. You know, you just got to stay locked in. You know, it's a lot of talented guys on that court, so got to make sure that you guard. You know, guard at a high level, and um, you know. Like I said, it was things I already knew, but just being being helpful on your on the offensive end as well. Okay, next question will be from Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Jarrell, you got, you know, a few minutes a few days ago, and then you've increasingly seen some more minutes on the court uh, with Mie, especially the two of you, and you've got a lot of praise from teammates and Quinn Snyder. And I'm, I'm wondering how confident are you kind of in your place and your ability to possibly play minutes in a high-pressure situation like a playoff game? I would sound very comfortable. I'm comfortable, comfortable and confident. Um, but I know it takes time. You know, I got a lot of guys ahead of me, you know, that I can learn from. You know, the coaches believe in me, and I think with that, it gives me more confidence. But, um, you know, taking things day by day. You know, um, they throw me out there. I want to make sure I focus on the little things before I get ahead of myself. And I know everything else will take care of it, so. I think we may have a question from Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Let me see if she does. Kristen? Okay, maybe not. Uh, we're going to go back to a follow-up from Sarah Todd then. Thank you. Drill, what has, what has been like the feedback that you've gotten from the coaching staff and then also encouragement or feedback from the players and how has that differed? Um, just be myself. I think, you know, every day out here, you know, and we get to learn each other more. I think 
the guys are getting comfortable with me. You know, I know it takes time, um, as well as the coaches. You know, I think they're allowing me to, you know, be comfortable by, with, within my role, but, you know, be confident in myself. So it means a lot, you know, going into the next um, session, the next game, the next opportunity. No matter when it comes, you know, I, I know that the coaching staff and the players that I'm on the court with believe in me. So um, I just try to build off that. Okay, and we have a last question here. It's from Ben Anderson, kslsports.com. Jarrell, has Quinn or, or the team talked at all about the difference from when they're trying to win games and when, when they're actively not trying to win games and playing different players? I mean, I think we try to win every every time we step on the court. Uh, you know, and I think uh, if you're getting that, you know, they're playing the younger guys more or, the, you know, the guys who don't usually play, I think that's just um, coaches – you know, understanding that maybe we might, you know, we might need one of us. Um, and I may be wrong, but I think, you know, you got to, we got to win by committee. Um, and this is a, this is a great team. Um, and you know, opportunity comes. I think if we win some of those games, I think it's a little different. I don't, I don't think that's the question, but at the same time, you know, I think, like I said, every time we step on the court, I think we want to win a game and we fell short the two times that we had opportunities to win. So I think for me and the rest of the guys who don't usually play, I think that, you know, um, something we'll, that will hold, hold dear to our hearts, try to find ways to be better if that opportunity ever comes again. Okay, so we actually do now have Kristen Kenny with us. Jazz TV, she'll be asking you the real last question. <laughs> Sorry guys, it was, I was on the other link. Darrell, uh, Coach has commented on just your ability to defend multiple matchups. Uh, what has that process been like for you and the most important thing for you when you're coming and trying to play Jazz defense? I just want to be the best me within the system. You know, uh, I want to guard, you know, and I want to be able to be versatile defensively, you know, or whenever, whenever the opportunity may come on the court as, at, in any option or any opportunity. So, uh, you know, it means a lot that coach even sees it in me that I can, you know, guard multiple positions. But that's one of the things I try to pride myself on, you know, not letting the, the, the opposite team, you know, score on me easily. So day by day, you know, I'll continue to grow and I'll continue to learn better ways to become better in myself and help my team ultimately. Okay, that's it. Thanks so much. Thank you all so much.